Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ultimate Podcast Experience for all you football fanatics and wrestling enthusiasts out there. Get ready to dive into the deep into the world of sports entertainment as we bring you the one and only Sofa King Smarks Podcast. My name is Chet Von Chetsky, and I'm here with my friend Hoovy, and we're here to discuss all the football, wrestling, UFC, everything going on in the sports world today. Hoovy, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, brother. How about you? I'm doing great. We had a good weekend of football action this past weekend. What do you think? It was great, man. Football was was very entertaining this weekend. A lot of stories. Oh yeah, it was. What was uh What were your big takeaways so far? Anything jumped out to you off the rip? Uh, my biggest takeaway was those Cowboys look good, man. I mean, they do. I'm not a I'm not a Cowboy fan. I'm not a Cowboy guy like at all. Like I despise the Cowboys, but. They look good. I mean, if, if Dak could keep up and, and not turn the ball over, man, those guys are scary. And, that and, all, and Yeah. And, and Michael Parsons parts. is an animal. Oh, jeez. Yeah. He was on the Pat McAfee podcast today, show. He was talking okay. about how he just goes into, like, serial killer mode out there. Oh, I bet. Yeah. have to. And then after they left, after he got off the show, even uh, A.J. Hawk was like, dude, I saw it in his eyes. Like, I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> I love AJ Hawk. Yeah, AJ Hawk's a bad man. He's great. Yeah. Let's see here. All right, so we're gonna start off with uh, our top five teams from this past weekend, and then we're gonna go into our bottom five teams. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and start off with uh, my fifth team of my top five. Okay. I got I got the Baltimore Ravens, number five. And I might have them higher, but J.K. Dobbins going down really uh, puts a damper on them going, you know, down the stretch. He was going to be their bell cow, I thought. Then I got the Philadelphia Eagles at four. Then the Dallas Cowboys at three. I just – I couldn't put them at one. I just couldn't. Interesting. Yeah. So, I got – and then I got the Miami Dolphins at two with that offense. Mike McConnell, he's a genius. And then I got the San Francisco 49ers at one. They – Overall, top to bottom, in my opinion, have been the most dominant football team in all three Perfect. facets of the game. Nice. Okay. I ha- I have the same teams, but in different order. Oh, except nice. For, except for the Ravens. The Ravens have a number five. And the reason I have the number five is all around, they're, they're doing great. Uh, Odell going down at the, you know, at the end of the game. Uh, I think really hurt them, especially because they have so many injuries coming around. But Lamar, I just I just don't trust Lamar yet, just yet. Uh, number four, I have the Dolphins. The Dolphins, um, they're secondary, man. Their secondary is questionable to me because they, they let Mac Jones come back. And, you know, I think that it, I, I would have had them higher if, if their secondary was good. Uh, for Number three was the Eagles. Um. They just didn't didn't look sharp in the beginning of that game, but after that, you know, I think I think it was more of of the Vikings just kind of shooting themselves in the foot with with the Eagles coming back. Number two, I have the Niners because that team overall just looks it looks it looks great, but the the Cowboys number one because that again, like you like we said, Michael Parsons just killer killer mentality, and that he's defense a is, he's a beast, man, and that defense is is going to create. So many nightmares for everybody. I mean, it's going to be a big-time battle between him and T.J. Watt for Defensive Player of the Year. 
Oh, 100%. Because you got to think, TJ Watt's on pace for 34 sacks. I mean, he already broke the, the all-time steals record. Oh, no, he tied the all-time steals record with uh, with uh, James Harrison. With, yeah, uh, yeah. 80, 82, I think? 80, 80 sacks? 80 and a half, something like that? 80 and a half. Yeah, it was, it was no. it's crazy, man. Pretty impressive seeing as how he's only been in the league for, what, five years? Five years, yeah. It's insane. It's insane. Uh, that, that, that whole Watt family, I mean, look at look at uh, J.J. Watt. That guy's a monster, too. Yeah, and the brother's can, also it, on the Steelers. He plays fullback. Yeah, and, and J.J. Watt can still play at a high level if you want to right now. I was honestly shocked he didn't go to Pittsburgh for one last year on a yeah, veteran's minimum deal just to play with both of his brothers. I thought oh, it would have been a cool little narrative. Just the, the, the leadership he would have brought to that team would have been phenomenal. Yeah, but that offense got a lot of problems, and it starts with the oh, offensive coordinator, Matt Canada. Oh, yeah. Ever since uh, – I think I saw a stat saying that since 2021, every every team in the NFL has had 400-plus yard games of offense except yeah. for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, at least three – That's terrible. At least three, four, three 400-plus games for, for every team except for the Steelers since Canada took over. Wow. That's insane. That's crazy. All right. Who, who do you got for the bottom five? Well, all right. I got one honorable mention, and I don't even think they're a bottom five team. I just think that their coach is constantly going to keep them in mediocrity because yeah. he is so poor at late-game strategy. And that's the uh, Los Angeles Chargers as my honorable mention. Okay. I mean, they figure out a new way to lose every week. It's comical. Yeah, I mean, me and my brothers, we just sit back and just laugh. Every <laughs> week they figure out a different way to lose a football game that I've never seen before. I mean, they, they look at that last year's division, the the wild card game. Yeah, last year, um, taking the tie with the uh, the Raiders. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they can make the playoffs too, or something. I can't remember how that went. Yeah, Brandon Staley, he's on the hot seat. He's on the hot seat. Yeah, I agree. There's a few coaches on the hot seat right now. I agree 100%. Um, Let's see. All right, my fifth worst team, I got the Arizona Cardinals. And they're actually playing with a lot of heart, playing a lot harder than I thought they would because I figured, like we spoke about earlier, they were going to tank and just give in. But, you know, Joshua Dobbs, he's a ball player. He's not going to go out there and just loaf around. You know, he's trying to compete for another job somewhere else. So, but they're, they've, they still got a lot of problems to shore up, but then next I got the Denver Broncos because Ooh. strictly because Russell Wilson, even though he had that Hail Mary at the end of this past game to get pad his stats, there's, I just don't see it with them with the Broncos. You know, I think, I think they're going to get to where they need to be, but I don't think it's going to be with Russell Wilson. Mm. He just, he's not that guy anymore. He's more, wor- he's more worried about, Team three or whatever it is, and yeah. what's happening there, and sending out positive vibes. You know what? I need you to score fantasy points, buddy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next is my third worst team. I got the New England Patriots, and it pleases me so oh, much to say that. Okay. Yes, because they may not be the third worst team, but the the way a bel- the Belichick's Coach teams have been executing in the second half of these first two games puts a smile on my face due to the fact that over the past 400 years, 
they didn't miss a beat at any facet of the football game. Mm. And I just, I like the fact that they're not doing that well. Call it uh, just pure <laughs> joy for me and spite. Yeah, but that, that's spite. just how I feel. I feel you, man. But feel you. get back to the real numbers. The number two worst team I got this week after two weeks is the Houston Texans. Okay. And I think C.J. Stroud's actually playing well. They're letting him throw a lot. They are. Like, yeah. I think what I think he has 91 pass attempts over two games as a rookie. I mean, he had 47 pass attempts this against the Colts. Yeah. Which is ridiculous for a rookie. Almost, but, uh, almost, almost 400 yards passing. Yeah. But they're, uh, the problem with the Houston Texans starts with upper management. Or, well, they did, well, they just got new owners, didn't they? Well, yeah, and I think uh, the, so they're in that the transition old, of new, you know, new uh, new life in the building. Bill O'Brien screwed him over with, uh, with the Hopkins pick and getting uh, uh, the trade. Excuse me, the trade with the Cardinals giving up the first round because now that you know Cardinals are, are you know they want to tank and and they're ho- they're hoping that Houston you know finishes. The bottom of the chain too, because they want they want those back to back one and two one and two picks because they have Houston's oh, wow. oh, first, first round pick. So you got Cardinals potentially if they tank, you get you have to you have to try to go after Caleb Williams from USC. Yeah, that that'd be nice, but we'll see if he wants to go to the Cardinals. Yeah, because he he's already said that if he doesn't like who the pick is, he'll just come back and play again because he's getting yep. paid enough as it is to play college football. Yep, uh, just like Eli Manning did, or uh, the Manning kids. Make make his make his dad go uh, make him trade just to uh, the Giants instead of yeah. He didn't want to play in San Diego. No. All right, then that's my worst team in the NFL. I have the hapless Chicago Bears. They are dog shit. They are. They are. Justin Fields. Everyone had him as a dark horse. Preseason MVP sleeper, and that dude couldn't hit water if he was standing on the beach. <laughs> I I agree with you on that one. Um, my my bottom five, I have Denver as my my twenty eighth twenty eighth spot, and oh, okay. same same thing you said. I've been saying this for years. My my buddies my buddies uh, are finally catching on. Mm. No one likes Russell Wilson. No. Not his, not his teammates. Not the coaching. Pete Carroll didn't like him. Yet the Seahawks gave up on him. Uh, you hear what Sean Payton said uh, after the game on Sunday? Talk about. Oh, how, I remember reading it. What was it? Yeah, he talk about Russell Wilson needs to get better. Basically, just that's really what he said, and he wants them to start wearing a bracelet because uh, Russell Wilson just, you know, he gets the plays called from the from the headpiece. He doesn't. He doesn't call any audibles or anything like that because he doesn't have the plays on his wrist. So it's like you got to start forming something. And then that that hail mary. So if you notice the two point conversion that they try to do, uh, I feel like the nightmares are still haunting them from that Patriots game, the Super Bowl. Oh, they you know, are. He threw, he threw that 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 pass. Even though that pass at the end, I feel like they missed the the refs missed the call with the pass interference. And you can tell. The defender had the, the, his hand under the shoulder pads when he was trying to catch the ball, but still, you, you, it, nightmares are lingering. Russell Wilson. So I have them at my twenty-eight. My twenty-nine, I have the Cardinals because 
obviously living in Arizona, you hear all the, everyone trying to talk positive about them. And you, you do see it when you talk about the positivity of the Cardinals. Cause you can tell like the team is playing with guts. Like they're playing their hearts out. You can tell that at least from the player standpoint, they're not tanking. Now coaching wise, I don't know because they didn't make any adjustments uh, in the second half of that game versus the giants. But, you know, Jonathan Gannon didn't make any second-half adjustments versus the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So that's just could, – it, could, is it, you know, tanking or is just Jonathan Gannon just bad coach? Uh, he's a rookie coach, so we'll give, we'll give him that. My number 30, I have the Panthers because the Panthers just look god-awful. How did I leave the Panthers off my list? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I mean, I, I think – I think it's because I hadn't watched Monday Night Football yet when I made my notes. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that game was so boring, man. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, that, <laughs> that game was just – from yeah, it was just so bad. I, I We were watching that game, and I just zoned out completely from that game. But, yeah, the Panthers just looked bad overall. Uh, Frank Reich, I mean, you know, being with the Colts for a while, uh, just his play calling was just obsolete. Like, it's just not – meant for current NFL situations, especially with the personality he has there. Um, and the defense is just non-existent. Right? It just feels like they the can't stop all they got. Yeah. It just – and, 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 and Burns is a beast. And, 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 and flying around. And even if they if their defense is strong, it's still not – like compared oh, to no, the league, like, it's, it's not – I mean, it, it, you can't win games if you're only giving up 15 points a game, but your exactly. net average is 12 on offense. Exactly. Now <laughs> – I thought about switching this over uh, with, the, with this pick next week, but I have 31 with Texans because and the reason I have them so low is because of that, 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 pick, that trade that I'm telling you is that Bill O'Brien screwed them over. Like they, they're, they're, they're basically playing for, for, for the Cardinals right now. And if they're tanking then, or they're playing horrible, it's because they're just trying to help the Cardinals get the, that, that other pick. And last, I, I agree with you, the Bears – Justin Fields is just god awful. Like I'm, I'm watching him play, and um, so I, I bought the the NFL Plus. I think I was telling you over the weekend. You know, it comes with Red Zone, fifteen bucks a month. It also comes with this with this tool that lets you watch every play, like like if you're uh, studying studying film. So the NFL Twenty Two, isn't that what it's called? Yeah, the NFL Twenty Two. Yeah. Which is which is that's what I was watching a little while ago, which I might have took most of my time. Justin Fields just doesn't turn like he doesn't use his peripherals. Like all the sacks that he took, he just wasn't even paying attention to anything. And it's just come on, guy! Like you've been playing this for years. Like you can't t- turn your head just a tad to to feel the pressure that's coming. It's like come on. And then, then to be fair, that offensive line is, is is pretty garbage. But the times that the offensive line did well, like Justin Fields just doesn't get rid of the ball like he just and when he runs away you can tell when it's when it's a when it's a run what's when it's a run option because he'll run immediately that's when he pays attention but when it's a pass play he just does not turn his head at, at all oh, he had one my... horrible play where he went to go he looked at his primary receiver who was wide open on like the two-yard line with nobody around him yeah. and then checked down to double coverage and then threw it in the ground <laughs> it was yeah, terrible it's... Yeah, it's 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 embarrassing. It is like I saw a TikTok of someone doing that play with the curb your enthusiasm music. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
stupid. I love those memes. Yeah. <laughs> I love those memes. But uh, yeah, that, that's yeah. That's we agree. Bad. The Bears absolutely suck. The Bears absolutely suck. The, the Bears. Bears. The Bears. The Bears. All right. Let's see. Let's, I got my uh, got my winners and losers from this week. My top performers. Okay. All right. Let's see. We got uh, the big game. Mike Evans. Ooh. He has six catches, 171 yards, one touchdown. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge ball game for him. Mm-hmm. Then you got the rookie. I don't even know if he's a rookie. Puka Nakua, is he a rookie? He's a rookie, man. Okay, I, yeah. I, 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 I had Cooper Cup. Yep, I have him as my, my winners, too. Um, I figure we could – we could uh, I can share this the, this note that I had. I don't know if you picked up the stat, but uh, Puka Nakua, or however you say his name, um, he's the first rookie to have 10 receptions and and – 10 plus receptions and 10 and a hundred plus yards in his first two games as a rookie. That's impressive. He had 35 targets after two so games. He's the first one to ever do that. 35 targets in a PPR league. Those are huge statistics. Yeah. He's got 25 catches for 266 oh, yards after two games. It's like Cooper cup. Isn't even that isn't even missed. It's insane. And of course, you know we all had him in our in our uh, fantasy lineups this week. I know I went to go pick him up after last week, and you already had him, son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, it's all right. You're welcome. Both my teams are undefeated right now, so oh, still nice. going strong. Oh, all right, my fantasy is taking a taking a dive. Dude, you've had a bad stretch. Aaron Rodgers, Nick Chubb. <laughs> yeah, that's brutal. It's brutal. It's very brutal, but. But one of my team names is my Chub hurts, and it really my yeah. Chub really hurts right now. <laughs> Your Chub does hurt. <laughs> chub does hurt. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, Punakua, he's he's someone to look out for. Yeah, he's uh he's getting targets and in, in mm-hmm. PPR league, those are big numbers. Yeah. Another one I had, Nico Collins. Nico Collins, yes. He had nine targets, seven catches, 140, 46 yards, one touchdown. It, that's a monster game. Then I had a Keenan Allen, mm. eight eight for one eleven and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He's been productive. But here's the problem with the Chargers, if you especially if you're playing any kind of fantasy or anything like that, mm-hmm. is one week it could be Mike Williams, one week it could be Keenan mm-hmm. Allen, or not, right now it can't be Austin Eckler. But you know they have so many weapons that really it just comes down to the most memorable part of the game is how do they screw it up at the end. Mm-hmm. And somebody Agreed. does something new every week. Agreed. Who else you got for your winners? And then my last winner, I had Kirk Cousins. Mm. Just just based off, he had 364 yards and four touchdowns. Scored almost 40 points in fantasy. Yeah, he didn't win the game, but he's not the reason. He, he His fumbles are the reason, but outside of that, he hit he, some turnovers cut down. The Minnesota Vikings will be just fine. Everyone's yeah. already throwing them under the bus, saying they're done. I've seen people say that five wins is their ceiling. That's ridiculous. Well, their 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 rushing is horrendous, and I think that's their Achilles heel right now because they only had uh, nine carries versus versus the Eagles, and that's just unheard of. That's huge. Yep, 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 yep. So for my winners this week, yeah, for my first one, Baker Mayfield, man. 
that guy looks really, really good right now. And not only as a player, but as a leader, like he's constantly hyping everybody up out there. He's taking blows like crazy. Uh, He took a a nasty hit with one of his, one of his throws to uh, Mike Evans. And I'm just like, man, just to stay in the pocket and take that hit as you're throwing the ball, like, Baker with the Browns wouldn't do that. Would wouldn't have done that. Um, so he's he's my he's my first winner. Uh, I, I had Puka Nakua as well. I got that that kid is it just came out of nowhere, and it's just I never even heard of him crazy. in college or anything. No, neither neither have I. Which is which is great. I I don't even know I I don't even know if he went on. I think he went on draft or two. Uh, yeah, Nico Collins. I had him as well because. He just came out of nowhere. I think he he's, he got drafted to 2021. He was a first-round pick, I believe. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. And, uh, oh, Anthony Richardson. I had him as, as one of my winners because I, as a Colts fan, have not been high on Anthony Richardson. And out of the four QBs, the four, you know, the top QBs that got drafted this year, he just looks like you know he has his love. He's been level-headed. The the those rushing those two rushing touchdowns in the, in the first half were just incredible. And uh, in my last one, even though I I doubted, I still doubt him too. But you know, CJ Stroud. We were just talking about him earlier. Almost 400 yards in the second game of the season versus versus a, a pretty mediocre Colts defense was was very impressive. I mean, he he was bringing them back. He he kept them in that game, which was very impressive. Oh, he's been very impressive over two weeks. Yeah, very. Uh, my, the the what I what I did have for him is like it just looks like him. He has uh, uh, first half jitters. Like he looks very nervous when he's out there in the beginning of the games. Oh yeah, yeah. I agree with that. He comes out a little shaky. Yep, very shaky. Then he gets his footing. He has that little halftime pep talk. Yep. And those hits, you know, to bring some sense into him. He took some nasty shots, man. Yeah, some that's gonna catch up shots. to him too. Yeah, he had he he had six sacks for forty-seven yards loss. That's that's not that's not that offensive line just needs needs a lot of help. That's an understatement. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> understatement of the century. What about your losers? Who, who's who, I got? Who's, yeah, who's, I got a few losers this week for you. Oh, my fifth loser of the week, just the New England Patriots organization. (laughs) Everything about it, I love what's happening. I love that the Patriots fans, nothing's going their way. They're never happy. Their coach wins them six Super Bowls. And he has two bad years. Well, they screwed up drafting Mac Jones. He has two bad years. Now they're almost about to start calling for his head. And that's yeah. just ludicrous to me. Yeah. That man has a lifetime contract, as far as I'm concerned. It's like Mike Tomlin. He hasn't won a Super Bowl since 2008. He should either retire or resign. I don't think he should ever be fired. Yeah. For what he's done for their organization. But fourth, I got Kansas City Chiefs starting mm. right tackle, Jawan Taylor. Oh, man has five Let's hear this. penalties. Oh, shit. Okay. He had one time he got uh, he got three false starts, 
an illegal procedure and a holding. And on the illegal procedure, he was damn near lined up in the backfield. Mm. Which, you know, if you watch the first Thursday night game, uh, that's all they were talking about all game is how he was basically playing slot receiver. But, yeah, that's the most penalties for an offensive lineman or any player, individual, since 2016. Five. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. That's insane. And then I got Brandon Staley, the coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, my number three loser of the week. <laughs> because, like I said earlier, he somehow figures out and manufactures a new way to lose a game every week. And it's almost just as entertaining as him winning the game, really. Because I got no scratch in the game when it comes to the Chargers. Yeah. So if anything, yeah. it just makes it more entertaining for me. I don't but think man, ever... if you're a Chargers fan, that's got to be tough. The way the last season ended, the way this season started, they were the another one of those AFC fantasy or, or AFC sleepers to go to the AFC championship. But, but you know what? Yeah, you know they can still turn around, you know. The Bengals started 0-2 last year, and they won a division. Yeah. So, it could anybody – speaking of the Bengals. <laughs> I was going to say, but you know what about the Chargers? They have pretty cool Twitter videos. That that uh, anime intro videos for the when they released their their, uh, their schedule. The schedule, was dope. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the only. Yeah, thing that they was have pretty cool. They figured out a way not to fuck that up. Yep. All right, well, number two losers of the week are Bengals fans because mm. they see their quarterback finally get paid. He's back on the field from his strained calf. First day of practices. OTAs, I think it was. Uh, and they pay him $275 million, and he has looked terrible. Nice. And that's not all his fault because he hasn't gotten any reps. He hasn't been out there with the boys in the trenches during all those hot summer days when they're getting ready for the season. He didn't get any preseason action. So I think he'll be fine, but he might be out for, you know, strain calf could be three weeks. Yeah. You come back too early, it puts you out another month. So, and then my number one loser is the worst quarterback in the NFL, Mr. Justin Fields. <laughs> like we discussed earlier, as the yeah. Bears being our number one loser or 32nd loser, however you want to look at it, he's, just, he's not good. He makes poor decisions. He looks like a deer in headlights out there. Um, Last year when they were at their peak, when he was having those monster games, the play like they were running more running plays for him. Yeah. The the offense was more designed off of a RPO, you know, scheme. And now it's they they think that he's matured one year and he could stand back there in the pocket, you know, but you can't. he can't make the reads. He's the wide open guys left and right. Uh, fumbles. He's, it's just not good. If you if you got a worse loser than him this week, I'll be surprised. Unless it's somebody on the Panthers, because I forgot about how bad they did. I mean, I my my losers. I went a little bit on the uh, on the uh, more not just the teams itself, but just outside of the organizations. My my uh, my number five. Um, I don't know if you heard this one now or the Bills. The, this Bills fan. That was that. <laughs> so he was caught uh, 
in a ditch in a construction site. I guess he was going to the Bills game, but he was found naked and full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, no, he was on like LSD. Yeah, he weed, was on Coke, meth. LSD. <laughs> so that's my number five loser because come on, Bills fan. <laughs> like all those all this Bills Mafia, it's like, dude, come on. It's a, it's a little embarrassing. I saw I saw a, a guy had a newborn baby put his baby through a table. It's like, come on. Like relax, Bill Stanton. Like you're, 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 you're not. You're, you're, you're gonna kill one of you guys. Is gonna kill yourself one day. <laughs> well, on Pat McAfee today, he was explaining it to AJ Hawk, and AJ Hawk's like, "How did he get it there?" Pat McAfee's like, "I don't know, man. I guess he put his hand on his ass, shit in it, rubbed it all over." That's that's. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Uh, apparently, from what I saw or what I read, is that he was in a porta potty, and he and he and he uh, he put himself in the porta potty. Oh wow! And that's how he was uh, full of crap. He, he's full of crap. <laughs> uh, my number four is Bill Belichick. Jesus Christ, Bill Belichick! Like, okay, so what does this guy do now that now that uh, what what's Bill Belichick known for? His defense, right? Where the hell is his defense right now? Like, they aren't doing anything right now. They're they're uh, 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 along with the Panthers, they're, they're probably the most boring team so far. I know we're in week two, but they're just boring to watch. Like we were just talking about this, my buddies and I were just—it was so that Sunday night football game was so brutal to watch. Uh, the last ten minutes of that game uh, on on the clock, anyways, not the actual ten minutes. It was it was entertaining because Mac Jones came back, but without Brady, Belichick is ass. Like he like what is, what is the purpose of him? Like you know, obviously he wants to chase Don Shula's all time wins record, but you know, to what to what degree do you keep him in that in that organization? My number three is Zach Wilson, and I and I wrote in my notes, Zach Wilson is ass. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, this guy went twelve for twenty seven, one hundred seventy yards, and just doesn't produce anything he had three interceptions and those interceptions were were very 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 bad um some of those interceptions was just i i know they i know they um they uh they, they're trying to sorry i'm probably gonna edit this out because my dogs were barking man no that's cool man um but yeah zach wilson's ass he had he had three interceptions that the, the three interceptions that he threw they were just all his fault. Like, you know, sometimes you, you, you have to discredit the wide receiver because the wide receiver made a mistake, but these interceptions are just like, he just throws them directly to the defense. And don't get me wrong, the, the Cowboys defense is great, but if, you, if you're throwing balls directly to, to them, then, you know, you're just ridiculous. Um, the, my second one is my second losers of the week. And I say losers because I, I just hate, I hate how Philadelphia fans treat the Eagles. If you watch the, if you watch the beginning of the, the Vikings Philly game, when when Justin Fields couldn't produce anything, the fans were booing them. It's like, come on, fans! You, your your team just won a Super Bowl within the last few years. Your 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 team went to the Super Bowl and lost by you know, barely lost against the Chiefs. So the Chiefs were playing you know phenomenal, but and you boo them in the first two drives of the game. Like that's just ridiculous, Philly fans. Like, come on, 
get your shit together. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. They're it's, rough Philly, dude. They're very rough. But it, come on, and man. Chicago. Yeah, but Philly fans are are notorious. I think they're more notorious. Than oh Chicago yeah, they're fans. they're ridiculous. And then my number one loser of the week. I didn't get any names, but did you read about that that Dolphins fan that murdered the Pats fan at the game? Yeah. Well, so they got into a fist fight. The Dolphins fan hits him so hard in the head that the guy just out. He's gone. And that's my biggest loser. It's like, come on, guys. Like, you, you can't take football or anything so personal to where you're going to commit, you know, a, a murder at a football game of all places. It's like, that's well, my, I don't think that's it was my gonna, uh I don't think the guy was looking for murder. No, he, he wasn't. Was old man took two socks to the noggin and it was lights out. Father time. Well, but yeah, they should be fighting. That's not good. That's not but, good. That's, I mean, that's, there was that's a, such a bad one of the thing. witnesses said it didn't even look that bad. No. But that's like the video. You should never, uh, yeah, the video. You shouldn't fight at the game. Don't get me wrong. You shouldn't, yeah, you shouldn't fight anywhere to be honest with you. But because you never know. Yeah, one 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 little hit, one little I thing. I mean, you goes fall, wrong. hit your head on the armrest of the seat you yeah. were sitting in. But yeah, that's my that's th- those are my losers. I, I went a little bit unorthodox here because no, I like it, dude. Those are great. I found I, I a little more. In no, he thought outside the box. That's what I'm talking about, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that bill stand was was pretty good. I like that. Expanding. Also, the also, uh, my my uh, for my for one of my winners, um, I had. Uh, Aguilar catching a football for a touchdown. Oh, putting two <laughs> hands on the football—that's impressive my, for him. That was that was my one of that was my honorable mention because of all the teams he could have gone to, and he had Lamar Jackson throw him a pass to, and he caught it for a touchdown. That's that's a winner right there. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty damn good. I've seen yeah. him drop a lot of passes. Oh, he was on my. Yeah fantasy team a couple of times over the past like five years and every time just nothing nothing that's hilarious that right, is hilarious see, let's talk about um got some little tidbits of information from this week okay for the first time ever seven teams from the same conference are two and oh oh wow yeah that's the nfc what are the teams Let's see, the Falcons, the Saints, the standings, Buccaneers. Yeah, three of the teams in the NFC South are undefeated. Yep. And the Commanders, wow. You got Dallas, Philly, Washington, Mm -hmm. Atlanta, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, and San Francisco are all 2-0. Which, who would have thought the NFC South was going to go 2-0? I mean, the, the NFC East, I could definitely see at least two of the, you know, Cowboys and Eagles. But the NFC South having three teams that are 2-0 and is, is great. I mean, Sam Howell's out there uh, playing some football out there for the Washington Redskins, and he's out there getting popped. Brian Robinson. I mean, I don't yeah, know when I want Jeez, oh, but not, not just that. The, the size of this guy. Like, he is just a giant, man. It's ridiculous. He also has one of the greatest entrances to a football game of all time. When he came back from getting shot last year and came out to 50 cents, many men. Oh, yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that was awesome. That. that was pretty good. Yeah. Got shot nine times. That's funny. Yeah, that, I thought that was an interesting stat. Another thing from this week, from the uh, Rams game, mm-hmm. 
You know how they kicked the field goal? McVay decided to kick the field goal with four seconds left? Yes. Down 10, nobody can figure out why, and they thought he was doing it just to stiff the bookies and the odds makers? That's what we thought. <clears throat> well, actually, the man's a genius because yep. he thinks about something no one else does because he's thinking down the line for points differential when it comes down to playoff seating yep. if there's a tie. Because he knows how important, how how competitive they're going to end up being versus the Niners and the Seahawks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that guy, that guy's playing chess. And, yeah, he he's playing, playing the long game. Yep. And, and Brandon Staley yeah. can't even finish the fourth quarter. <laughs> Sean McVay is Man. worried about <laughs> uh, playoff point differential week eighteen. <laughs> That's that's great. You don't like the Chargers, did you do you? See, <laughs> uh, did you see what Dan Campbell said his daily routine was? No. What is it? Uh, let's see. I got to pull up the picture because it's got the quote. All right. Dan Campbell, head coach of the Detroit Lions. I start the day with 11 raw ostrich eggs. The ostrich is a living velociraptor, and my buddy runs better with prehistoric alpha predator protein. That's just <laughs> science. Then I knock out a quick workout, all glamour muscles. This isn't for function. This is for intimidation. When my biceps are blazing and my body is hopped up on dino protein, I make sweet love to Mrs. Campbell with a photo of the opposing team's coach taped on the bedstand and Steven Seagal <laughs> movies playing on full blast. My theory behind that is if I can finish while looking at you, I can beat you. Again, science. This man is a fucking legend. That's so stupid. I love it. Oh, it's I so mean, awesome. He makes sweet <clears throat> love to Mrs. Campbell. How do you not rally behind that guy? Oh, man. Like, he came into Detroit a few years ago and just turned that team around. Look, look, look what he did with Goff. He's making Goff look like a, a top top ten quarterback right now. Yeah, and and McVay couldn't do that. No, McVay just had him serviceable. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because you saw what uh, happened. Stafford comes to tally win the Super Bowl. Yep, I'm I'm happy. I was happy for Stafford for winning the Super Bowl. I got that guy's that guy's. Uh, yeah, he deserved uh, it. Yeah, he definitely deserved it, man. Oh. Uh, Kylan Granson's. Uh, photo shot. Did you see did, photo shoot? Excuse me. Did you see that? He's one of the. He he caught a touchdown pass for for the Colts. Uh huh. This this guy took uh took the the the, the touchdown ball and did a photo shot with the ball like it was his girlfriend. He had oh, flowers. Really? Yeah, he dressed up, <laughs> went out to the desert or whatever, and took photos like he was a like a brand new like mama pregnant mama waiting for a. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny. I thought that was that was the uh, noteworthy. Um, let's see. What else? Oh, fun fact: the the last three games because we we're talking about the Lions and 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 when you mentioned Dan Campbell, it, it's it reminded me the the Seahawks and the Lions for the last three games are over. On points has been sixty-seven and a half for their last three games. That's crazy. Mm. That's insane for 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 the for of all teams, the Seahawks and the Lions have one of the higher uh, 
over on points than, than any other two teams in the league. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, I found a guy with his shots and <laughs> his picture. Oh, you you pulled it up? Yeah. Yeah. It looks so stupid, dude. Uh, that's awesome. That's pretty good. He's just out there. He's got in a towel too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb, man. Uh, I'm liking that. Yeah, it was pretty. It's funny. Did you did you see the video of the Cowboys fans rushing to the standing area? I forgot to mention this when we were talking about the Cowboys earlier. I, uh, they showed it, but I feel like it's just the same one they've been showing for years. No, this one's a different shot. Like the one, oh, the is one it? shot. Yeah, the one, the, the one where that that became famous that went viral a few years ago was from the left side. This one's from the top right angle of the of the of the entrance. And it just, man, I hate Cowboy fans. Are they running to get to beer faster, or is there a lot of standing room only seats at Cowboy Stadium? It's a lot of standing room only seats. Oh, okay. Their, their their whole their whole lower level is all standing room only. So a lot of people just buy those tickets and just stand there. And even you and even if you buy like tickets at the way top, you can still just go in there and stand there. I, I think I'm not sure. Hmm. But I'm like, unless they're hungry or have to piss, I don't understand why they're and don't want to wait in line. <laughs> yeah, no, I I hate cowboy fans. You do like I do when I go to games. I roll in three minutes into the first quarter and just walk straight to my seat with no problems. See, I, I'm a, I'm going to get there early, guys. I'm going to get there early before everybody else. Yeah, I used to be get there hour for the game, watch warm-ups. But then that just means uh, less drinking I got to do. So... I ended up just staying, and then I got—I get to the point now. I don't even want to go in the games anymore. I have a better time outside the stadium, tailgating. Yeah, that, especially because yeah. you can have three, four TVs. Because when we tailgate for Carolina games, we'd be in like the motorhome lot. Uh-huh. So it'd be everyone would have like four TVs outside of the motorhome. Everyone's got a grill and a smoker going. It's awesome. You don't even want to go in the game, and especially when you're a Gamecock fan, and the results usually aren't that great. <laughs> Maybe it's time to switch teams. Yeah. Uh hey, I like what Shane Beamer's doing, dude. I'm pumped about him. We just uh we ran into a juggernaut called the University of Georgia. Yeah. We, gave, we gave him a, gave him some hell for a little while. It's, Let's see. It, it's 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 so hard to come back against a team like Georgia, man. It's ridiculous. I that one of the things that I dislike about college football the most is just how lopsided things are. Like, I know they try to with the divisions, uh, the conferences, that they want to make it as competitive as possible. But when the teams control their own schedules, it's, it's a little bit hard to get invested, at least in my opinion. No, yeah, I feel you. Especially now with, uh, with them dissolving the Pac-12. The Pac-2? Yeah, yeah, the Pac-2 now. Well... Yeah, still Pac-2, no, man. It was funny because, uh, obviously, you know, being Arizona, you got ASU, and all they talk about here is ASU, ASU, ASU. It's like, man. The number one party school in America, brother. God, number one party school in America. So bad. I hate ASU. Let me get started. <laughs> <laughs> I do uh, – Arizona State. What is what's their football team doing right now? How are they after two weeks? They're they're one and two. 
Oh, okay. They're they're one and two, but so when they played against uh, Fresno State, I think this past weekend, they lost twenty nine to zero, and I believe it was their their first their first shutout in a long time. But they were playing with their four string quarterback. Uh, I think he was a redshirt freshman. Like, uh, um, guy had this kid had no snaps with the ball, and the thing about ASU fans is that they're just so brutal with with their team. Is um, there's a bunch of videos out there of ASU fans watching the Col- the Colorado game as they're at the stadium. I thought that was a little, a little oh damn, yeah. But you know, that's, <laughs> the, the the thing about Arizona, Chad, is that a lot of people come that live here in Arizona. I would say a big chunk aren't actually natives. They're all they're all just people from all over the country. So, team like if you go to a Cardinal game, it's and they you know they play against the Carolina Panthers, you you'll see more Panther fans than than Cardinal fans. Yeah, that's like Chargers yeah. games. Yeah. L.A. in general. Yeah. L.A. teams, you know, you have a fan base, but fans don't like to go to those games. And the reason behind that is you can you pay $20 for a Rams or a Charger game, right? The parking is 100 bucks. Jeez. So the, park, the parking costs more than to go to a game. And I'm not talking about the stadium parking. I'm talking about the parking just outside of the stadium. Like when we went to WrestleMania – we parked about a mile away, and the parking was fifty bucks. Jeez. It was still about a mile and a half away from the stadium, and and it was at a school. It was at a high school. That's that's down there. So yeah, parking is is ridiculous out there. That's why uh, those fans don't don't really go to the games because you know why are you going to pay you know two hundred bucks to sit at the nosebleeds and then you know pay for shitty ass parking? Yeah. I mean, they were talking like for the lowest season ticket for SoFi Stadium for Rams was like $20,000, I thought I saw. That's for it. the Super Bowl? No, for if you wanted season tickets to Rams this year. Oh, wow. Yeah, I saw like the lowest package. I could be wrong about this because I remember That's... that the low, like if you just wanted two seats, it was $20,000. Wow. Yeah. I've had so much. That's just me. When I had season tickets to the Cardinals here, and I, we sat in the lower level, season tickets were about six hundred bucks. This is this is years ago. This, we're talking about when uh, John Skelton and Max Hall were the quarterbacks. Oh wow! Yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some Cardinal teams right there. Oh yeah, and poor. Uh, yeah, poor poor uh, Max Hall. He's the one that went. I think he. I think he's in jail for for stealing or something like that. Damn. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm actually, here. you want to get into some uh, some wrestling, some wrestling? Yeah. Let's uh let's let's do let's do our picture for next week. How about that? Let's let's knock oh, out yeah. the whole football. Yeah. I'm, I'm writing. I'm writing everything pulled up. I I have them right here for you. Oh, you do? Oh, I'll ask ask you these questions. All right. All right. So, the first matchup, let's see here. And we're talking about Thursday Night Football. We got the New York Football Giants versus San Francisco 49ers. I'm I'm going to have to take the 49ers here. 
But oh, yeah? 10 point spread is that's a big spread in the NFL. Oh, you know what? I don't have the spreads here. If you, if you go to ESPN and just hit scores, they got all the spreads. Ooh, let me take a look. Because uh, that I actually had that in my notes. Where is it, real quick? Yeah, this week there are wow three double digit spreads as of Tuesday or as of yesterday. And the Jags Texans was nine and a half, which I thought was high for Jags Texans, but it would have been even higher if the Jags beat the Chiefs. There would have been four double digit uh, spreads in one week in the NFL. And anything over a touchdown is huge. It's, yeah, it's definitely huge. But at 10 point spread, do you, what, what do you, what, and the over 44 and a half? If, if the Giants game would have ended in the third quarter this week, I would say uh, I'd take 49ers with the points. With the points? Yeah. All right. And just a disclosure, obviously, these, these are just our recommendations. Yeah. So yeah. I know you have to disclose that part. Yeah, bet at your own risk. Going, we're, we're, yeah, bet at your own risk. But, I've been playing uh, Daily Fantasy, trying to win a million dollars on DraftKings every week for about t- eight years now. I ain't won a million dollars yet, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, You know what? I, I, I'm, I'm taking the, the, the Niners at, at, at 10 as well. Um, to be fair, this is, a, this is a reach, but I think if, if Saquon is healthy, I would take the plus 10. I, I completely on agree. On that. But uh, what about the under? What do you think about the under? 44 and a half? Uh, I'm gonna have to take the over. That's a tough I think one. Really? I, I think the 49ers are gonna score at least 28 points. Well, I guess that means the Giants gotta score 20. Yep. Mm. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Like I, I, I think that's a trap game right there, because also it depends the 40... on the weather. You know, if, like if it's gonna be a, like Miami. Let's say that Miami's game this week is thunderstorms and rain the whole game. Mm-hmm. I've seen him mention that a few times on ESPN today. So that plays, you know, huge into the over-under of how you think the game is going to go. I think, I think that it's going to go under. I, I, I don't, I, I don't think the Niners are a team that that's going to keep, you know, gas on the gas, on the, the, the pedal on the gas. I think they're a team that's just going to try to win comfortably. And that's it. So I'm taking the under 44 and a half. All right, I'm going to take the 49ers. I'm going to take the over. Perfect. Yeah, let me write these down. I got you. I'm, I'm, I'm writing them Oh, down. okay, cool, cool, cool. You're the man. All right, so what's our next matchup we got there, my guy? Next matchup is Colts, the 1-1 one one record versus the 2-0 and o Ravens. Uh, we got the Baltimore Ravens uh, at minus 8 Ooh, with a 34 and a half. Spread. Yeah, with the 44 and a half. Is Richardson out? Uh, Richardson, he was still on concussion protocol as of yesterday. Um, I think he, I think he's, I think he's back. I, I don't think that concussion uh, really rung his bell all to all that too much. I think that what happened was, yes, he 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 hit, but he he got hit hard, and he you know he basically whiplash against that that field but he was playing fine throughout the game and they, and the Colts didn't really do anything about the concussion protocol until like closer to the half so I just think that they were told by the NFL to say hey you gotta check it and if he's if he shows any symptoms then you take him out so I'm thinking he plays um the Colts just 
you know, they, you, you can't trust Richardson's arm. I, I don't, I don't trust it. Like I said, you know, I, I like, I like what he's doing with his feet, but I just don't trust his arm. But nonetheless, I, 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 I think Baltimore wins minus eight. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think Baltimore is going to cover, even with all of Ravens' injury woes. I mean, the Colts. The... I, I do think it's going to be a high-scoring game, though. Something to be over. What's the uh, over/under? Forty-four and a half, as well. Yeah, I'm definitely taking the over on that. Because I mean, Lamar Jackson. As much as I despise the Baltimore Ravens as a Steelers fan. Yeah. Got to give credit where credit is due, and he's yeah. one of these weeks. He's going to have that monster 170 rushing yards, five yep. total touchdown game. It's like yep. he's he's it's got to happen eventually. You got to think, or yeah. or is and he just another one of those guys that got paid and is just going to do just enough to maintain his job? You know what? I I don't feel I don't get that feeling from I don't Lamar either. Jackson. Like he's like I don't I think he's way overrated um, as as a football player. But I, he does give me that humble, that humbleness about. There's a humbleness about the kid, and I think that he he's still going to play his, his his ass off. You don't win a Heisman Trophy if you don't have a little dog in you. Yep, exactly. Agreed. Also, Heisman's a, a popularity contest. It's not really how good you are. Yeah. Well, that the year he won, there was nobody better. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, what we got next? All right, next one is, let's see here. We got Titans at the Browns. We got the one-on-one Titans versus the one-on-one Browns. We got Cleveland uh, minus three with the over-under at 39 and a half. 39. You know, I'm still tempted to take the under just because the Titans have looked abysmal on offense. Derrick Henry is a shell of him former self. He's now getting trucked by defenders. Yep. Uh, But the Browns, that defense is one of the top five defenses in the NFL, in my opinion. That, that, you know, Miles Garrett is a monster. And even with Nick Chubb going down, I think Ford's going to step up big time. The Browns just had a visit from Kareem Hunt today, so – it looks like they're trending towards re-signing him. Yeah, yeah. So that's not a bad, not a bad asset to have. I mean, Jerome Ford looked looked great. Yeah. He looked super comfortable taking over for Chubb. He went, he went and, no slouch out there. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. He looked great. So you're taking the the Cleveland cover. Yeah, I'm taking cover? the Cleveland and to cover and the under. Okay. And the under. I'm still taking All the right. under on what was it, thirty nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this game has like 13 six written all over it. You think so? Yeah. All right. I, I'm I completely went the opposite way. Oh, I'm okay. The, the, I think the Titans are going to win. Uh, the Titans, even though Derrick Henry, like you said, he looks like the shell of his former self, but they, the passing game is 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 uh, it's not bad right now, and and. They have this kid, and I and I have it here on my notes, but I, I I'm trying to pull it up right now. Um, let me go, Collins. Who did the Titans play? Oh, they played against the Raiders. So they have this kid. If you when you get a chance, look this kid up. Wait, who the who the who the Titans played? Seattle. No, not Seattle. Chargers. Chargers. 
look up this kid Traylon Burks from the Titans, and tell yeah, me he doesn't. Wide receiver. Yeah, tell me he doesn't remind you of a DK Metcalf. That guy's that guy's huge and can run routes, and he's fast. Yeah, you he's awesome him. at Arkansas. Yeah, you have him and and DeAndre Hopkins. Two two twenty five. That's uh. Mm-hmm. It's like some AJ Brown. I think AJ Brown's like six three, two thirty. So yeah, yeah. So so that that right there just tells me like I feel like the Titans are going to take this one, and I think the I think it's going to get it's going to it's going to go over thirty nine and a half because Deshaun Watson looked a little bit uncomfortable versus the Steelers, and I think that's just the norm versus the Steelers, especially playing in in uh, Heinz Field. I'm going to still call it Heinz Field. I'm not. I don't care it's what it is. Accuracy now. No, no, no. It's Heinz no, it's still Heinz Field. It's Heinz Field. It's me. still Heinz Field. And I don't even like the Steelers, man. <laughs> but, I, I, uh, when, a, when a stadium's name has been something for my entire or more than half my life and it gets changed, yeah. that doesn't mean it's changed for me. Exactly. I still, I, still, I still call Lucas Oilfield the RCA Dome. It's been <laughs> the RCA Dome in a long time. Uh, but, yeah, I think I'm, I'm taking the Titans and I'm taking the over on the 39 and a half. I think I think uh, Watson shakes off his first two weeks of uh, jitters and and they're gonna go off. So they're gonna have, yeah big point. All right, all right. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going that route. So plus three and a half. You you had some sound homework behind that, and I can't argue with that logic, buddy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I like I like to bet. I like to I like to bet some money. All right, next one we got the Falcons, the two and Falcons with uh, surprising two and Falcons. Desmond Ritter just came out of nowhere, bro. Just out of nowhere, and they're up against the one and the one and one Lions. Uh, they're playing at Detroit. The fighting Dan uh, Campbell. The fighting Dan Campbell and his ostrich egg eating. Yeah. Uh, with well, the, the banging, Detroit's, well, he's banging Mrs. Campbell. <laughs> with the, giving with her sweet love. With giving the sweet love, the love making. Uh, the Detroit's at three and a half, and the. This is weird. Uh, the over under is at forty six flat. Hmm. Which I don't know what Vegas is thinking there. Yeah. But I think I'm, I think they're thinking it's going to be a twenty three twenty three tie. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And 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 that's what, that's the first thing is like that's you know that's betting one on one when it's when it's not a half point it's because they're thinking they're going to tie. I don't see them tying. I think the Lions take it. I think the Lions are going to cover, but uh, I think I think this one's going to be more of a lower score, lower scoring game. So I'm taking the under 46. Under 46, yeah, 46 is a little high. It is a little high, especially for a Falcons game. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I'm going to go with the fighting Dan Campbell's and his Velociraptor eggs, and I'm taking them to cover with three and a half. I'm going to go with the under. Okay. Yeah. So we got the same thing on that, right? Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Nice. All right, next one, next next early game, which, by the way, living in the West Coast, and not just the West Coast, but in Arizona, because we got that Arizona stand mountain, uh, mountain time. We wake up to football when we go to bed at football. That's, That's awesome. Perfect. So th- these are 10 a.m. 10 games uh, for me. Uh, we got this, the 2-0 Saints versus the 1-1 Packers. We got the ooh, Green Bay is is favored uh, by two, and the over under is forty two and a half. Hmm. Well, the Saints did. I mean, they got weapons, but Derek Carr 
he made some very poor, questionable throws. I mean, there was one screen pass that if he would have completed, would have probably gone for a touchdown. And he, he the ball wasn't even close to the receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's always been Derek Carr. Yeah. Now on the flip side, Jordan Love's looked good so far. Jordan Love looks great. I I, w- I was gonna say. Uh, Derek Carr, I saw the stat when I was watching the game. I don't know if you, if you caught this, but only four players have had 35,000 yards or more passing in his first nine years, and Derek Carr is one of them. Hmm. And the other the other three, I, I know Matt Ryan is number one, Peyton Manning number two. I can't remember who number three was, but number four is Derek Carr. So there's, you know, he's severely underrated, but his decision-making is what is what makes people turn against him. Which is just what where you're, where, you know, touching base of what you were saying. Yeah, that no is- Jamal Williams either. Jamal Williams is out. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with the Packers. I'm, I'm Packers covering the two. What's the over under on that one? It is forty two and a half. I'm gonna take the over. Okay. I also have the Packers at um, you know, covering. Um, I, I think I think it's going to be a high-scoring game as well, forty uh, over forty-two and a half. Just because the the like I said, I, I enjoy watching uh, Love play out there. Um, he looks comfortable. He, he looks super comfortable, and you know they're they're going to have um, Aaron Jones back this week, so that's big. I expect. I expect a big, big game for the, from, from the Packers this week. Uh, next one is the Broncos versus the, the 0-2 Broncos with horrible Russell Churchboy uh, Wilson versus the 2-0 Miami Tugabailoa. Uh, <laughs> I'm, gonna do, Miami. I'm, I'm going with the uh, – I'm taking Miami. Okay. They're, 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 they're at minus six and a half. I'm not choosing against them. Wait, say that again. I said until someone starts stopping them offensively, like they're they're gonna put up points every week. They, week two, they didn't look as good as week one, but mm-hmm. it was still like that offense. Once any t- anybody thinks that they got Mike McDaniel figured out, he's gonna flip the whole script on him and do the complete opposite of what he's been doing all year. That guy, <laughs> you ever listen to him talk? I was just gonna say, did you hear him at the the, the at the post game interview? Yeah, where he's like, uh, he goes, "How hard is it to play against Bill Belichick?" He's like, "I play with Legos, and I found a girl to marry me. Belichick is easy." <laughs> <laughs> That's so great, man. You see, he's a race the cameraman after he did his half yeah, interview. So weird, but I love it. Yeah. He's like one of. He, I was just we, we were having this chat, me and my me and my buddies. He's, it's like if, if he was one of us coaching out there. Mm-hmm. Like it's just so awkward and such a one of the guys that – but the, the team rallies again, rallies with him, and that's all you need, man. It's like the look NFL had a raffle for Madden players and was like – and he won to be a coach. Yep. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. So, not, not you touch on that. Uh, this is more soccer-related or, or football. Uh, there was a, a guy – I know, actually, no, this, this, was, this was NFL. Uh, or football related, I, I can't remember where, but there was a guy who applied to to be a coach for a football team, and his only experience was just playing Madden. Huh? Yeah. 
Did they yeah. give him a look? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't get the fuck out of here. But kudos to the guy. Dude, he might the have balls. the greatest season. Remember NFL head coach? Yeah. <laughs> That's game. That game. You didn't even get to play the football? It just nope. stopped after you called the play? <laughs> yep. That's the, hey, it, it, it was fun, and then they got boring. After, yeah. like, two games, it was, it was like, eh, I'm done. Uh, okay, so back to the Dolphins. So Dolphins are six and a half, and then the over-under is 48. I'm not going to take the Dolphins to cover, but I will take the over. Okay. I think it's uh, – I mean, NFL, most of the time, at least here's how I feel, numbers might say differently, it's, you know, three-point margins are less a lot of the time. Yep. Three, really, winning by three – what I see happen the most, at least what I think. If I went back and crunched the numbers, I'd probably go back and look and see three teams won by three in the past three weeks, and I don't know shit. But <laughs> you know, and you, yeah, you 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 bring up a good point because I I think the I, I agree with you. I'm taking Miami, but I'm not I'm not taking them to cover the spread. My sole reason is because the Broncos, after Sean Payton's talk about Russell Wilson and basically throwing him under the bus. Uh, they're going to turn that team around this week. I feel like, you know, they're going to have Sean Payton and Russell Wilson sit in the room and, and crack this shit out and have them come back. So I, I still take Miami to win, but yeah, they're definitely not going to cover the six and a half. Um, I do. I, I will take the over on the forty-eight. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. Next one is your favorite team, the zero and two Chargers, versus. <laughs> They're in Minneapolis versus the 0-2 Vikings. Now, this one's interesting because the line is even, according to ESPN. Both coaches' seats are heating up. Yeah. Uh, the over-under is 54, though, which is – That's huge. It, does, it doesn't make sense because how do you have it even and, and have the line so high where, where I don't think the Chargers' offense – is going to hang with the very underrated Vikings defense. Yeah, 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 I agree. But how many times did the Chargers play games that they lose 28-27? <laughs> Stuff like that. Lot, yeah, lot. and that's that's 45 right there. Yep. I I think the Chargers, the Chargers got to get a win. <laughs> I'm okay. taking the Chargers. Okay. Yeah, and I, I – I'm, gonna, I'm still going to no take, take, take the over. You're going to take the over on the 54? Okay. Yeah. Listen, you got some balls there, my friend. I will take the Vikings because uh, it's not a primetime game. We know how primetime <laughs> That's a great balance point there, buddy. <laughs> you know how uh, Kirk Cousins at home and, and then on prime, uh, primetime game, he's, he's he looks like Tom Brady out there. One in a thousand. Yeah, he's it's crazy, but I will I will take the the under on this one. I think fifty four is just a tad too much. All right, the next uh, ten o'clock game. We have so many ten o'clock games this week. Uh, Patriots at Jets. Uh, New England is favored by two and a half. I am and... going to take the New England Patriots. I Zach Wilson is garbage. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, 
That offensive line is garbage. They got some they got some high spots like Wilson, wide receiver. He's gonna be great. He's gonna be awesome. That defense is a top ten defense overall. Yep. Like if you you break down on paper, you look at everybody, Sauce Gardner, I mean, they they're phenomenal. Yep. But I I, I find it hard to believe Bill Belichick is gonna start a season 0 and 3. Do I want him to start at 0-3? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. But then also, I don't want him to go 0-3 because I don't want him to go 2-14, and get the number three pick after the Cardinals pick, and he finds his next guy and then dominates again for 20 years. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be 97 right. years old winning his 13th Super Bowl. Jeez. Hope not. I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, what about the what about the over under? It's at thirty seven. Ooh, this this Man. will be a low scoring game. Yeah, I I don't foresee the Jets scoring more than seventeen points, and I don't see the. Pain. I'm gonna take the under. I'll take the under. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm taking the Jets. Uh, Jets to win. Because everything you, you mentioned right now is, is spot on. Plus, Brees Hall only had nine nine yards rushing. And he already made a point. Like he, I don't know where he, where he said, but he's like, you know, we win the ball more. We, we would win if, if uh, they give him the ball. And I think, I think they're right. You have Dalvin Cook. They got Brees two Hall. stud. <laughs> you got two stud running backs. And you – you have uh, 64 yards rushing between uh, between them. Brees Hall had nine yards rushing versus the Cowboys. Dalvin Cook had seven yards rushing, and they Rough. each had four. They each had four carries apiece. Are you telling me that that Nathaniel Hackett is just that bad of a coach that he's not going to give him the ball next week, especially against the Patriots uh, defense that that can't stop the run? I'm taking the Jets and the over on, oh, on all 30, right. 37 because I think all the right. Jets are going to – and they're playing at home. They're, 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 that crowd is going to be hot. So that's my logic there. Uh, Bills at Commanders. Hold that next call for half a second, buddy. Yeah, for sure. Can't move. All right. What was that next matchup, my guy? All right. Give me one second. All right. My dog is going crazy over here. All right. The next one, we have the 1-1 Bills versus the impressive 2-0 Commanders. And hmm. we have Buffalo at 6.5. Wow. On the road. On the road. And we have the over-under at 44.5. Bills look good rebounding week two. This is this is I think this is my week's trap game right here. I think the Bills are coming in supremely overrated versus. Uh, yeah, and they uh, think they found the, their swagger back after. Yeah, because Josh Allen, his he's going back to his roots of of having horrible mechanics and just trying. Oh, to get he's the out savior. there playing huck 'em chuck 'em football. Yeah, exactly. You can't play that against Ron Rivera defense and Eric Bieniemy's offense is going to just. I think they're. I think that it's going to be a close game, 
So I'm taking the under 44, but I'm taking the Commanders. Yeah, I am agreeing with everything you just said. And uh, because I think the Bills are going to come in overconfident. I think they're going to think that they got their, you know, their swagger back. And we got to remember, they beat the Raiders. They didn't go out there and beat the Chiefs 38 to 10. Nope. No, they beat the Las Vegas Raiders. And I don't know what uh, Mark Davis knows, but Chandler Jones is going to spill the beans one day. You seen that? Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Chandler Jones, when he was in Arizona, he was just the god here, man. Like, I, I don't understand. Well, I kind of do understand what's going on because no one no one likes the Bidwells here. None of the players like the Bidwells, especially you heard about all that controversy they have with the Arizona Cardinals and how poorly they treated the players, charging them yeah. $200 for the uniforms. He, what do y'all Card- – uh... Was the was, was the Cardinals ownership the same as the Phoenix Suns? No, no, that was different. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, they had Mike that Yeah, yeah. The the Phoenix Suns had an owner that they just they basically ran him out of town. Starver, wasn't that his name? Yeah, Starver. Uh, yeah. And they brought in the new owner. I can't remember his name, but um, the new owner came in and just basically took over everything, like all the operations. He just they just announced this week that they're taking all the 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 Suns games because they were all on cable and he's putting them on local TV because he wants everyone to enjoy. Them. Yeah, I saw that. That's like, awesome. Like he's that's great because the Phoenix Suns has always been ever since the Nash the Nash and Amari Sotomayor days with Sean Marion. Yeah, those uh, are awesome. When, when it was the the running gun with the uh, yeah, the big cactus. Mike, Mike, yeah, the, the big shactus. <laughs> uh, with with Mike 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 D'Antoni, those were those were good days, and, and those you know people haven't been excited for 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 those for the Suns in a long long time. So coming in and, t- and taking over like that, but the Bidwells, man, the Bidwells are just horrible, horrible owners. They're 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 one of the owners that I wish that they could run out just like they do with Dan Snyder, um, run them out of run them out of town because they messed up that organization, the Bidwells with. Uh, uh, all their their moves, all their their all the upper management was just garbage. So that's a that's a chat for a different day. I, cause I can yeah. I can rant. I can rant all day by by that. Let's see where we at here. We're at uh, Texans at Jaguars. All right. Ooh, what do you got? Let's see. Do you got Texans? Well, listen. Uh, you know, I Jets. after week one, mm-hmm. I was all on the Jaguars hype train. Mm-hmm. A because. Trevor Lawrence was my quarterback on my fantasy squad, and and then he just lays a dud against the Chiefs at home. So, uh, I still think the Texans, yeah, they're gonna throw Stroud out there, and eventually one of these days he's gonna win them a game if they're gonna mm-hmm. keep letting him throw forty-seven times a game. You know, because he's not the one out there losing it for him, in my opinion. No, he's not. I don't think yeah. so. And I but I think the Jags are going to rebound from a tough loss to the Chiefs at home. I think they're going to take it against the Texans, but I do not see them covering nine and a half. Uh, I sh- I show ten on the ESPN. Oh, you got ten. I got nine and a half. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't see them covering either one of those numbers. Either one of them. Yeah. <sighs> Division games are. Super tough in the NFC in the AFC South. Um, 
they're always so, so close. And I agree with you. I don't see them covering the spread, but I think the Jaguars as well are going to, are going to win. Um, I don't see I don't, the over-unders at 44 even. And this is, this is, I don't this like is a tough either. one. Yeah, I don't like that either. But this is a tough one because the Texans obviously can score points. The Jaguars can score points. But the Jaguars are, are less likely to score higher points. Like if, if I don't know, this is tough, man. Now not not I'm talking about my logic. I could definitely see the Texans winning. Because the Jaguars, when they can't score, they can't score for crap. No, they can't. They, they, there's nothing working. But you think if, if if Trevor Lawrence isn't working, ETN's going to be able to just hammer the ball, at least give him three yards in a cloud of dust, and he's not even doing yeah. that. Yep, yep. I'm still sticking with the Jacks. I'm sticking with the Jacks, and I'll, and I'll take the I'll take the over on forty. All right. What do you What are you taking on the over under? I'm I'm going to take the under. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think either oh, the Texans are going to go like put up 28 points mm-hmm. or they're scoring under 10. I don't, I just don't see an in-between. Uh, going back to the commanders, I, I didn't, I don't think I caught this, but what's your over under on the commanders and bills at 44 and a half. I can see that going over. Okay. That's what I have to, when I have it under. No, All right, cool. Next one is, uh, Panthers at Seahawks. Seahawks, tough place to play. They got the 12th mm-hmm. man. Five and a half. That's. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Seahawks covering. What's the over under? Uh, 42. 42 even. I'm going to take the under as well. For the Seahawks, you said uh, what was that? You said the over. I'm gonna take the under. Under, okay. I'm taking the Seahawks as well. They're gonna, they'll definitely cover the five and a half for sure. Oh yeah, they'll cover the five and a half, like a twenty-eight seventeen type situation. Yeah. Uh, forty-two. I'll take the. Well, shit, twenty-five seventeen covers. Fuck. Yeah. No, twenty-eight seventeen oh. covers. <laughs> I'll take the I'll take the over on that, on that. We'll mix it up a little bit. All right. Let's see here. Uh, where is my? Okay, so this one is uh, Cowboys at the Cardinals. Now, I just out of curiosity, every time the Cardinals are home, I always try to because I, I love football. I go to Cardinal games because obviously uh, I watch anything. I try to usually Cardinals tickets for nosebleeds at the way, 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 way top. I'm talking about the next to the pigeon's nest. We are looking at $20, $25 tickets to see any other team. $205. Jeez. To see the Cowboys play. No, thank you, sir. That's how it was last year. Uh, if I wanted to go to a Falcons Panthers game, it was like yeah. $17. But if I wanted to go to the Steelers Panthers game, it was one hundred ninety-seven dollars. Mm-hmm. It's all those bandwagon fans, man. Uh, let's see. So we got the Cowboys at minus twelve, and the over/under at forty-three and a half. I, 
12. That's a huge spread. Mm-hmm. But it's not even the biggest spread this week. I think I'm going to take the Cowboys. I'm going to take them to cover. Okay. I, I can see them winning by just two touchdowns. No problem. Yeah, Buda Baker's out. He's on the injured reserve. He's their, their best defensive player for the Cardinals. That, that team is in shambles, but, you know. What's the over-under on that one? 43 and a half. I'm going to take the over. Yeah, me too. Um, I have it as well. Over. Yeah, you can go ahead and mark me down as the Cowboys for 35 of those. <laughs> yeah. For, yeah, for real. Uh, let's see here. What we got next is the the Bears at the Chiefs. Casey is uh, 12 and a half. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs to cover. And mm-hmm. I don't even need to know what the – unless the number is super high for some reason, I'm going to take the over. 47 and a half. Damn. They really know how to put that number right where you got to question it, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is a game that I don't, I don't – it, it's so hard with the Chiefs because you have Matt Nagy call, calling plays for the Chiefs, and you can tell the difference – is night and day between having Matt Nagy and Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, because Bieniemy is huge for the Commanders right now. Yeah, and and look at the Chiefs. Like the the Chiefs, that offense. The 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 only thing they have going for them, besides from Patrick Mahomes, is the offensive line. Because look at Kelsey didn't even have a good game versus uh, versus uh, whoever they played. I don't even remember. I mean, they've also only given the up Jaguars. thirty points after two games. Yeah. Well, that that front that front D that front line is defensive line for the for Kansas City is is nasty. Yeah. I mean, Chandler Jones is a monster. He was all over the place. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna, yeah I'm gonna have to take I'm gonna have to take Chiefs covering. Mm-hmm. And I'm still I'm still gonna take the over because I think I think one of these days the Bears are still gonna score some points even though they're still gonna lose. Yeah. See, I have the Chiefs, but I don't. I don't see them covering twelve and a half. Plus, uh, Justin Fields maybe playing against Matt Nagy. I don't think they saw eye to eye at all. Nope, not at all. That's gonna. That's a revenge game for the Chiefs for the Brant for the Bears. Excuse me. Yeah. So, but so you yeah, think I, they're I gonna come out a little more fired up than they would? Yeah, I don't. I don't see Kansas City covering the spread at all. No, yeah, no. I'm gonna stick with my cover, but. I think it's going to be closer than – I'm going to roll with that cover, though. I still think the Chiefs could wallop them. And I, th- I think this is a high-scoring game. I take the over, 47.5. Yeah, I'll take the over as well. Nice. All right, let's see here. Sunday night football, Steelers at Raiders. Las Vegas is uh, two-and-a-half two uh, two spread. Yeah, that's pretty standard for the NFL. Similar records, anywhere mm. from three and a half to two and a half, two and a half to three and a half of them. 
for a home team. Mm-hmm. I man, Kenny Pickett is is not he's not hitting his marks. And Najee Harris, I don't know what's going on with him. See. Yeah. I'm taking the Steelers as well. Is that like um, a 13-10 final score? Yeah, it's gonna be brutal. Um Monday Night Football. What do you think about these double headers they're doing? Uh, I thought it was a cool idea until I was trying to watch them at the same time. Yep. And the crazy thing is you'd think while I got on Sunday one TV on Red Zone and the other two showing the other two games. Mm-hmm. But when I'm trying to watch two Monday Night Football games at the same time, it just wasn't working. It's not. It doesn't. And I'm, I'm not a big Dan Orlovsky guy. So or Lewis Riddick, so I didn't really even care to listen to them. I do like yeah. Chris Fowler though; he's phenomenal, play by play. But yeah, yeah I I'm mean not, they're all, they're doing it because the, there's no new TV shows to put on ABC because the writers. Uh, that's why oh, they're doing yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah, the, that's those... the only reason is because they don't have any new content where they would. You know, normally be rolling out their new shows about this time of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. For, forgot about those. I don't watch TV, so I don't care about any of that shit. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I really I don't care about the writers. I really today. don't watch any local TV like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sitting around watching Blue Bloods and Hawaii Five yeah. O after Hawaii Five O. Stupid, fucking. That shit is dog oh, shit. Oh my god. I, I, I stopped I stopped watching TV when when all these shows just became so freaking corny and like they just force you to laugh with their laugh tracks and things like that. And it's just like, oh come on. It's so annoying. You ever see when they uh they'll play a clip of a show but they'll turn the laugh track off? Yeah. Oh it's so it's so bad. It is horrible. <laughs> All right, we got the the Eagles at the Buccaneers for the first Monday Night Football game on ABC. Ooh, the two and O surprising the two, Buccaneers. The two is surprising yeah. Buccaneers. But Baker Mayfield, the, like you said earlier, he's looking good. He's out there pumped. He's looking, he, yeah, poised. He's getting everybody motivated. He's not sulking on the bench. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, he's always been a good team player. Can never, you know, can't take that, you know, off of him, but. I don't think they have what it takes to beat the the Eagles. No, nah, the Eagles. I'm taking Eagles Philly. To, uh, I, I take Philly to cover. Because the Eagles' offense still isn't even fully firing on all cylinders yet. And when that happens, look out. Yep, and DeAndre Swift is is that's my. I didn't think he was going to do good there, but but he looks he looks like a stud. Rashad White for the Buccaneers is going to be pretty good too. Yeah, he's uh yeah. he was pretty solid. I got him on one of my fantasy teams. He, uh, he worked you, pretty, worked out pretty well. I think he had like 15-point-something points last week, so that was pretty good. What do you think about the over-under? It's at 46 even. A lot of evens this week. Mm-hmm. I am going to go with the over. And I don't think Philly covers, though. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think it comes down to a one possession game at the end, and I don't see it being 
by more than five. Okay. I'm taking Philly to cover, and I'm taking the over. All right. Nice. You, you, nice. you, said, you said over, too, right? Yeah, I'm taking the over, for All right. sure. All right, cool. And the last game of the week is the Super Bowl rematch. Oh. Rams, Rams versus Bengals. Now, is uh, Joe Burrow playing? I think he's doubtful. And I mean, he looked. He was injured at the end of the game. Hobbled. We saw him. He was hobbling. That that offensive line just hasn't. That's 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 their no, Achilles heel. They didn't heel. block for him in the Super Bowl. No, that that's their Achilles heel. This is the offensive line. If they could have blocked for him in the Super Bowl, they would have beat the uh, Chiefs by or not Chiefs, uh, the Rams. Rams by a touchdown. I think they. I think they they could have gone back to back. And I think they would have been. They would have beat Philly if if it was Philly and, and the Bengals at the Super Bowl. Bengals defense, their their secondary is just brutal. Yeah, but Cincinnati's favored two and a half, and the over over under forty three and a half. If Burrow's out, I'm taking the fighting Matt Stafford's. Oh yeah, and I'm gonna obviously they're, they're underdogs, so they don't need to cover. And the over under is. Uh, 43 and a half. If Burrow's out, I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under regardless. Yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think the, the, like I said, the Bengals, the Bengals, uh, secondary is, is good. And I don't think these no, no name receivers for the Rams are going to do anything versus that, that secondary. Hey, don't you put some respect on Nakua's name? Okay. I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it, show me, show me. Here's my thing with these, with they, with this kid. It's like, yes, it's the NFL, and anything could happen. But a lot of times, these little records that these rookies be breaking, they're they're just they're just flukes. That and I mean, records are being broken more and more. Yeah. With the changes of the rules, the changes of the yeah. rules are making. Uh, the number of, of for these plays to happen for the quarterback to be able to have yep. the smallest strike, less than a strike zone in baseball to be hit, you know, all the rule changes they make that favors the offense, records yep. are going to continuously be broken. And not, and not only that, from the from a defensive standpoint, because I, I like defense, I'm more of a defensive minded guy, is that you you have way more coaches studying tape on each player, and and I think that's what, you know, I think it's a Belichick thing. Everyone picked up from Belichick is from studying so much tape from every single player. Um, and that's what, that's what's going to stop this Pua Nakua from going. I, I hope I'm wrong, but from a, from a defensive mind, I'm thinking, I'm thinking he, they put an end to it. The Bengals do. Yeah, somebody's going to figure it out. Yeah. But I think until then, you can never underestimate Sean McVay. That's true. I thought that offense was screwed when Cooper Cup has like, and it's like a genetic hamstring injury. Oh, really? Yeah, something like that. Like it's, oh. it's not I've just always... like a, something that's recently. It has something to do with a genetic issue in his hands. I don't know the proper medical term. I'm not a doctor, mm-hmm. and I've never played one on television. So <laughs> <laughs> I was just, just going to say that you're, you're not a doctor, but I don't play one on TV either. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he got a bad hammy. That's what I know. Okay. 
And I guess it runs in the. I didn't know hamstring, bad handies ran in the family. But I had no, I had no idea. Yeah. Usually, bad hammies run in my family because no one runs in my family. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's what we got. That's what we got for the football. Let's see. Let's see how we do next week. Let's see how bad or let's yeah. see how much money yeah, we win we'll, or we'll lose. Go, we'll break down our picks. See who did the best. Yep. See who did the worst. Yep. Absolutely. Keep a running total all season. Yes, I will. All right. All right. So, you want to get in a little bit of wrestling? I would love to get in a little bit of Absolutely. wrestling. Absolutely. Let's see. Let's see. Let's, let's start with the Friday Night SmackDown. All right. With, uh, with the return of The Rock. Huge. Huge man, two and, big and returns to start that show. Actually, two big returns, and and I'm gonna be honest with you, Chad. I, I've never, I've never been a rock guy, even in the Attitude Era. The Attitude Era, I was always a Stone Cold, Steve Austin guy. Um, I always loved the way the Rock talked, but I never got excited to see him wrestle. And when I saw him, when I saw the report saying that the Rock is going to be a SmackDown, I'm like, okay, that's cool. And then he comes out. I actually popped. I popped because you you <laughs> you have all these people spending thousands of dollars to go to L.A. for WrestleMania because everyone thinks that The Rock's going to show up. Everyone spends all this money to go to Survivor Series in the 25th anniversary of The Rock, and he shows up to to Colorado for people who paid twenty dollars a ticket. And shows up to those fans. And I don't know if you saw the crowd, but the crowd was some people were crying, Chad. Oh yeah. And I thought that was amazing. And I, I, I would have lost my shit if I was there. Oh bro, I would I would have I would have lost my voice. I would have cried. Would have laughed. Did you, you see the guy on I, Instagram? He's like, I spent two thousand dollars on a ticket yeah, to yeah. see a rock at WrestleMania thirty nine. Yep. He shows up in Denver, he's at least twenty dollars jabronis. Yep. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Cause cause one of my one of my but actually one of the guys from the from the from the wrestling group we belong to, Bobby Bobby Soydem, he he said the same thing. He goes, I spent all this money to come see the rock and and I'm like, well, it sucks to be you. <laughs> Mark. I, yeah, Mark, you fucking Mark. <laughs> QMJF, you fucking Mark. Yeah. Uh but yeah, yeah. Uh I thought that was great. Pat McAfee. Now I, I don't I don't understand the heat behind theory. That's just my opinion. I think he's a he's a great performer. I think he's a great worker. I and, do too. And not a lot of people have a chance to uh, to do what he's done. And in the modern era, there's only been I don't know the the actual number of of wrestlers who've done this, but there's only been a handful who's actually had segments with The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin within a, within a few number of years. That's that's insane. And John Cena. And John Cena. John Cena put this guy over. And they so the WrestleMania before that, he took he takes a stunner from Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then this week he takes a rock bottom from the rock. I mean, what else could you ask for as a as a performer like him? He also took two people's elbows. Two people's elbows. I love Pat McAfee. He's his fucking en- awesome. His his entrance, man. His entrance is so cool. Yeah, I've gone back and watched his just his entrance at uh, WrestleMania 38 multiple times. Oh yeah, 
I, uh, I had a chance to speak with Pat one time over the phone one year. Um, he was having this, this uh, competition on the formerly, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, he, he had a competition where you just want to chat with, chat with Pat. And uh, he, just, he just put on Twitter, like, what, what was his name of his dog back then? And, uh, you know, I tweeted back because he had a dog named Snooky based on the you know, Jersey Shore. And uh, he called me. He called me and uh, me and my no sister. Shit. Talked, yeah, me and my sister talked to Pat for like a good 10 minutes. That's awesome. Yeah. That's and then, uh, oh, man. I, and me being a Colts fan since I was a kid, like, that's just, that's just great. Um, oh, that's fantastic, brother. Yeah. So, so Pat, I'm, I'm, I've been a huge Pat McAfee since, since way back when. Also, when I went to Indianapolis, he, uh, I tweeted at him and he recommended me to go to St. Elmo's out there in Indianapolis and it's a steakhouse out there. And, uh, it's fun, funny story. Uh, when I went down there, I saw Edger and James show up and he was wearing this light blue, like, like short, like not shorts, sweatpants and a, and a, and a sweater. And then the next day, I got to see Andrew Luck versus Peyton Manning. Uh, that's why I went down there for. And Edwin James was wearing the same thing, and he looked hungover as shit. And he was on TV <laughs> and everything. It was great. <laughs> Gotta love Edwin James and the strippers, man. Oh, that's nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. But yeah, what do you, what you what you think about the, the segment with the Rocks? I I thought it was great. I thought it was I great. thought it was phenomenal. Like you could see the Rock was milking every minute of it. Yep. Like, he, he was trying so hard to keep a smile off his face. Like, you know, and, you know, you could just see him soaking it in. And it was awesome. Yep. And the place erupted. I mean, it's the highest, uh, most views on social media of any video this year at 103 million. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And, and my, 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 the thing that I love was Pat McAfee's face in the background. He was marking out. Oh yeah, like, like it was great. I love it. I love it. So, and he, so he, like when he they keep doing the "you are an asshole" and he was like, "You oh. know, it's a two hour show, right?" He goes, "The Rock knows it's a two hour show." <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought it was great when when The Rock was talking and and Theory just goes, "It doesn't matter what you think," and and I thought that was great because yeah. The Rock just looked. Completely, I didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming either. The Rock just looked completely like deer in a deer in a headlight. And, and I thought that was a great moment for Theory, but then, you know, he gets his ass kicked. I'm going to kick your ass in, in three, two, and bam. That was awesome. That was great. Next segment, and we had uh, the Grayson Waller effect. No, that was, was the main event, right? That was the main I I don't know. I, I, I'm going based off how the highlights were. were oh, okay. Order, Never mind. I'm going to be saying Go ahead, buddy. In order uh, – so the, one of the things that I had here is the Grayson Waller effect, and I had uh, Cena versus and, and and Jimmy Uso talking, and you know Jimmy Uso, Jim Uso is what he calls himself. He doesn't go by Jimmy anymore. Jim Uso, we're going back and forth with 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 Cena, and one of the things I liked about the segment is 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 uh, Grayson Waller in the background was just like fanboying out too, like he was instigating everything and. And and it was it was great. Uh, Solo had a face off with Cena, which brought brought back memories of Umanga and Cena back yeah. then. And I call him Umanga because uh, William Regal called him Umanga, and I thought I, I would never call him the model again. <laughs> which that was great. Now, one thing that I noticed uh, 
Chet on the on the, in the with the segment is when when Paul Heyman and Solo Sokoa came out when Cena was beating up Jim Uso. Uh, Cena was about to do the AA on on on, on Jim and. Heyman, you can tell on his like he was on the phone, which I would suspect is with Roman, because when he was on the phone, after like you can see him nod, and it's I, I, I was assuming that Roman told him like, "Hey, save Jim because we're going to need him," and it was like Paul Heyman's just great man oh, because it's little, it's, it's little things, yeah, it's like, him on the phone like taking orders from Roman. Which again, I'm, I was just speculating here. It just feels like he was taking over from Roman, and you know he he uh, told Solo to save him, and he saved them, and it, which was I thought it was great, which was great. Uh, let's see. Then one of the segments was The Rock uh, faces off with with uh, Cena. This is that one part where you're talking about with McAfee's like this is a two hour show. It's like I know it's a two hour show, and then Cena shows up, and McAfee's like, hey, uh, he goes. There's a guy you can't see. And the rock turns over and says, I can see him. I thought that was great. Yeah, that was good. I thought I, I thought that was a little, little, little small little quirks like that. It was good. And Cena was just trying so hard not to laugh. And rock called him out on it, which is great. And, you know, I don't know about you, but the, the two, the, the, the two fights of rock and Cena, you mean the once um, twice in a lifetime, the twice in a lifetime <laughs> fights. They, I think they got too much heat than what they deserve. I think as fans, we're so spoiled with, 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 you know, trying to see things fresh that, you know, we, we got, we got two greats fighting each other back to back WrestleManias. And I think we, we shit on it too much than we should. Ah, it's just my opinion. Oh, that one year lead up between WrestleMania 27 and WrestleMania 28 where they said what next year's main event would be on the Raw after Mania of 27. Mm-hmm. That whole year of promos and then the Survivor Series tag team match with The Miz and R-Truth, mm-hmm. all the way to the Rumble against CM Punk. No, that was the next year, sorry. but No, no, yep. Yeah. yeah. I was I was at that Rumble. That, that Rumble was here in Phoenix. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was great because it was my first Royal Rumble, and that's the Rumble where – where Ziggler comes out and he's just talking crap and he wants the next person to come out and Jericho comes out, returns to the rumble and the pop was just oh, man, that's awesome. I, I remember, I remember that, that pop. Yeah, that pop was phenomenal. And uh, as soon as we found out, obviously, and I know leading up to everything, you know, you kind of know what's going on, but the biggest downfall about that rumble is, when they when they moved the Rock and Punk to the to the main event, you knew Cena was going to win, and I wish they went. I wish they would have gone a different route with that, but you know they did what it did. But that match with Cena with the Punk and Rock was fun. Oh, I bet. Uh, but yeah, that yeah, I think it's too much heat. But that's you know, that's no here or there. Uh, next segment that I see here is uh, the Lashley versus the, the and, verse and, and the Prophets versus the the LWO. Oh, the Latino World Order. Latino World Order, which they're so cringe, man. As a as a as a Wait, Latino those, aren't myself, those your boys, though? I was gonna say, as as a Latino myself, I it's just it's it's kind of embarrassing, man. It's, it's got kind of it's gotta be because it, it's, it's yeah, it's it's a little cringy because I don't know, man. It's just it's, they, they, it 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 doesn't feel organic. Like you have the Judgment Day, 
which the judgment day, they, they, at first that, you know, it didn't feel organic, but now after a while, they all seem to get along so well. And the LWO, you know, they, those guys have been together for a long time uh, back in NXT. And, uh, yeah, when they were Legato Del Fantasma. Yeah. Yeah. And they were way better then. (laughs) Yeah. And and now they, they, they feel so, they feel so forced and cringe and, and that whole segment with Ray and uh, Santos Escobar was again cringe because uh, it's like cringe is like a nice way to put it. Yes, exactly. Or maybe like the 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 softest way to put it. The softest yeah, way to put it because man, it's it's. I I would I would have preferred a a, a turn right here because somebody why like you know, why why is Santos Escobar not turned on him at all this entire time? I think it's coming. I think the turn is coming. Because the way he asked for it was like, I, I want it, I need it, you're going to give it to me. That's, that's what I felt from this, from this promo that he gave him. And then Ray was like, at first, you, you, you're asking me, like, he felt like betrayed. But then he's like, yeah, no, it's okay. I'll give you, I'll give you the title shot. And I think that's where the, yeah, the future like, started. Yeah, with you that. Remember, uh, remember that time I took your spot? <laughs> <laughs> you remember the time yeah. where I ripped my blouse? It's from Nacho Libre. Right? And okay. everyone was cheering for me. It's me, Familia. You're my new son. I, I lost my oh, son God. at WrestleMania. <laughs> so, it's so cringe, man. This is a fool. Oh, so cringe. And the guy with the hat. I don't know his name. But that hat. The, those it, hats well, it's just... the, I can know their names. One of them's Raul Mendoza, and the other one's Joaquin Wild. Joaquin Wild, the one that can't speak English. Because he says something. Is he the, the thinner one or the... He's the bigger one, I yeah, think. Yeah, the bigger one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the little thicker one. Because he says something that I couldn't understand. And you have the, the other guy with the, the thinner one, the one with the hat. I'm just, man, I just, he has a very punchable face. <laughs> he does have a punchable face, which is yeah. why he works great in NXT as a heel. Exactly. These exactly guys are coming now. out smiling, selling ice cream bars. Yeah. Now, and, 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 and the other thing, the cherry on top is Selena Vega. She does not work as a face Mm-mm. at all, and and her just kind of just sitting there like she's obviously she's gorgeous, gorgeous woman, but just as a face, she looks so that whole that whole group just looks so forced. Yeah, I mean, if they came out next week and like whipped American Alpha's ass and turned heel, maybe yeah. I might they might have something brewing. Yeah, yeah, but the uh, the profits beat the beat LWO. Profits that 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 finisher they have, where it's like this the the sit down power bomb reverse RKO, whatever they do. Yeah, a, I think it's like a power bomb neck breaker deal. Yeah, yeah, it looks pretty <laughs> legit. Now I'm I, I I know a bunch of us were hoping that uh, uh, Ford was going to turn on on the other guy, but them as heels, I I like it. Well, but they're not really heels yet. Yeah, they finally did something this week where Bobby well, told them to beat them down. Yes, this week they were heels for sure. I just need, I need Bobby Lashley to come out, grab a microphone, and say the hurt business is back in business. Yes. Yes. That's what I want. That was my favorite part of the pandemic, the, the hurt business. The hurt business was great. Yeah. And do yeah. a hurt business, hurt business with those two. Who knows? You bring Bianca Belair back as a heel. Uh, hey, everyone's talking about Jade Cargill. Yeah, Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill is a hot rumor. That'd, yeah, be, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. awesome. 
Uh, next thing we have is is I didn't have any notes for this one because it was just a regular AJ versus Finn Balor match. Um, Finn Balor beat AJ with the distraction from the from the Judgment Day. No way. And that and that was just kind of kind of bland. Yeah, it's just it was just bland. Like, eh, well, I we I see, don't know what's going on match. with AJ Styles because I feel like they're building him up for a match with Roman Reigns without. Just because of his involvement with Solo and yeah, I think I think he's coming up. I think they're going to have a like he might get it soon, at like Crown Jewel, either at Payback or at Crown Jewel. I think it's going to be a tag team with AJ and Cena versus Roman and Solo. I think that's where they're leading up to. I don't think Roman's back on TV until like October. Until Crown Jewel, they said right. Yeah. When's uh? When's Crown Payback Jewel after? What's next? I think Payback's next. No, pay, we just had Payback. Oh, do we? But it's oh, something no, like that. Roadblock, <sighs> but not Roadblock. <laughs> oh, jeez. You know what? That's, that's a good thing. I don't know what, what uh, premium live event is coming up. I know. I actually have to pay for uh, Peacock now. Oh, what's It that? used to be provided as my cable, but that ended. Oh, yeah. So when I went to go watch Payback, I had to drop nine ninety nine real quick. Oh jeez, I do the one with the ads because the, the only difference is is that you don't see the the promos for the for the for the for the pay per views, like the uh, the build up promos that they have. It's oh, just okay. Commercial. It's just the commercial. What's what's the next? I miss the network. You know what? I have that that app that I was telling you about, yeah. and that has the, that has the network. That's awesome. I just missed yeah. the network for its search function functionality. Yes, because yes. searching on Xfinity Peacock app, it is like I hit the button, and then thirteen seconds later, it'll move over one WrestleMania. Oh yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Like it, uh, it's, fat- it's okay if I play it through my Xbox, but if I do it through my cable. It's like it's like it's on DSL dial-up internet. See, I don't I don't have that issue with my TV my TV uh, streaming services. It's pretty pretty fluid. Um, but the next live event is uh, Fastlane. That's it. I know it's not like Roadblock. Uh, yeah, some random some bullshit. Like it's it's, uh, it's 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 just rematches. Is all it's going to be. Yeah. yeah. All right, the two more segments from SmackDown. What's uh, Bailey versus Asuka? Now, the only thing that I took away from this from this match, and it's been my issue with women's wrestling for a long time, is that do do the women not practice or choreograph their matches because their timing on things that they do is so off, and it just doesn't make sense. It's like why women's wrestling, and and I'm talking about women's wrestling across the board, except for. Japan, because Japan has great women wrestling right now. Uh, but across the board, women's wrestling is just it's just bad. It it just doesn't look as fluid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they not choreograph this kind of stuff properly. You know, like they're just a bunch of deer in headlights. It's uh, it looks like they're circling around and running in motion. Yep. Or, you know, and I think that they and also like when it comes to like Oscar. 
There might mm-hmm. be, even though her English has gotten way better over the last couple yeah. of years, I love there could be a you know a language barrier issue there of just you know maybe a miscommunication. But yeah. also, it's like WWE. Like you look at SmackDown this week, it was almost like AEW. There was one women's segment at nine thirty, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They put nothing into women's wrestling, and then you go over to Raw. And they're making the women's wrestling more about NXT than they are Raw. Yeah. Well, it's the network, sir. The, yeah, the new yeah. contracts are coming up, and they have to they have to get NXT to sign back up with USA. Which well, no, I it, totally agree with you. Women's wrestling, USA is stupid if they don't sign WWE it's, again. It's their biggest show. Uh, but uh, Bailey versus Oscar, they kind of just went a like I said, they just had a it, it was just a unchoreographed match and. And the finish was uh, Bailey was was out in the ring, and then Shotzi comes out. And Shotzi, obviously, you know, we all know that kayfabe why she she shaved her head because she went crazy, but reality was because she was supporting her sister who was diagnosed with cancer, which is great, by the way. I think that's awesome. Yeah, it is. But but she came back, and she has like spikes all over her hair, and it just looks. Uh, uh, and I use this word again. It was just cringe again. It was just Shotzi just doesn't do it for me. Like she, she, she's an attractive woman, you know, outside of wrestling, but as a wrestler, she just, it's just, it's just so bad. I don't. She's not a believable character in my opinion. I, here's what I, with women's wrestling now is that you can see them thinking about what they're doing next before they do it, as opposed to just doing it. Yes, they. Do you think they put too much time on their character? Yeah. No, I'm not saying that. I think, but I'm saying like they're over. They're they're so worried about being in the correct spot that they're not in the correct spot. Yes. For their matches, and correct. they get like you know convoluted and botch yeah. botch fest. Like you look at yeah. Britt Baker. Like a lot of these women wrestlers, if they just went down to NXT and stayed in NXT for a year, they'd be so much better. Go yeah, go back to go to the performance center and like practice because they're not Just getting the work because yeah, they're not practice. getting the work on the main roster because they're getting like and when they do get a match they get one commercial break and that first commercial break is entrances a lockup goes to the outside commercial break comes back bullshit finish to mm-hmm. keep the storyline going move on to whatever's happening with the bloodline blah 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 you know yeah I mean not, look at look at there's no look thought at, or rhyme or reason put into it. There's yeah, no reason look, to care. Look at last week's uh, um, Rhea versus Raquel. They, they they let them go at it, and it was it was a, it was it wasn't as fluid as the their previous match in the pay per view, but it was still somewhat entertaining because Rhea Rhea is a good worker, and Raquel, you know, she's she's very, she's improved a lot since she's came up to the main to the main roster. Raquel. Oh, I agree. She's great, and. Uh, uh, last thing I have for SmackDown is uh, L.A. Yeah versus The Miz. Yeah. Uh, the match was pretty boring. We've seen this match several times. But yeah. The, yeah. The, the, cool, the cool thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the cool thing is, is that um, L.A. Yeah called out all the champions. Every one of them. Every single one of them. Gunther. It doesn't matter if it's Rey Mysterio. It doesn't matter if it's Gunther. 
It doesn't make a difference if it's Seth Rollins, and it damn sure it don't make a difference if it's Roman Reigns. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I thought was cool. He needs yeah. that. We need. We need that. Obviously, he's not. I don't think he's getting any 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 of the main belts soon. Uh, I'm talking about the World Heavyweight and the Universal, but I can definitely see him possibly taking the belt off of Gunther, and and because he's a feasible think, option. Yeah, because I think Gunther's is. Uh, is what's scheduled to up. win. Well, I think he's scheduled to win the World Rumble. Is is from all the dirt sheets with what I read, is in uh, him challenging Seth for the title at WrestleMania. So Seth still has the title, and that means Priest still has his money in the bank. <sighs> That's I Fuck. mean, <sighs> yeah. That is yeah. a long time of more Judgment Day bullshit. Yeah, I, I think Priest is going to have a failed cash-in. You think so? They yeah. have so many of those. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's Lately. I like Priest, okay? Don't get me wrong. I like Priest. Um, but he, from a WWE standpoint, he's just not a main event guy. No, and, I liked and, him in NXT a lot. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. I, I thought he was badass. Him. He's sitting in the hot tub with a bunch of bitches. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm here to fuck and win titles. <laughs> My name is Fuck, and I like to fuck. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he he's 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 a great mid Carter, um, but I just don't see him cashing in because I mean, who's he is? He's not going to obviously he's only going to cash in on Roman. I, I, they're not going to do the mistake of of someone cashing in on a U.S. title, like they did with Theory. The only option is to cash in on on Seth and and just failing. And I think that's what brings down the the judgment day. Is that failed attempt? Yeah, that, that, that is possible. So we'll see. We'll see. There's so much. Hey, they they at any time they can surprise us with something great. That's the thing yeah. about wrestling. I keep watching all this bullshit every week. <laughs> all this heartbreak. Little moment like this past Friday when the Rock comes out. And yes, they can't all be that big, but yeah. You know, I mean, I remember a few years ago, I was sitting in this same house I'm sitting in now, watching Raw with my buddy. They were in Columbus, Ohio. And all of a sudden, The Undertaker came out. And me, I looked at my buddy, I go, what the fuck is The Undertaker doing at Ohio State? <laughs> but it was so awesome. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I got to see The Undertaker a few times. And and uh, the first time I got to see The Undertaker, I didn't know this. And I don't know if they did this everywhere else. But in, when I saw him here, uh, um, when he came out, they lowered the, the AC in, in, in the arena, and, they, and it was cold. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I don't know if they, I don't know if they do that everywhere else. Because they didn't do it at WrestleMania, because obviously cause the stadium's too big when, when he was, they were here for WrestleMania 26. But so I saw him there, too. But at, at, a, at a SmackDown, they, Undertaker comes out, and it was it, – it, it was so cold, and it and it felt the coldness felt. You could feel the entrance because it was so cold. It was so weird. That's badass. It was it was fucking badass. Uh, I saw him wrestle but, Stone Cold in 1997. Oh man, that was pretty good. I got to see. I got to see The Rock versus Dude Love. <laughs> Ugh, don't I, I? I here's my here's my hot take. I hate McFoley. <laughs> you hate McFoley. Never been a fan of Mick Foley. I think he's way, way overrated. I think if it wasn't from that for that Hell in the Cell 
uh, spot, he wouldn't have been as big as as he as he is. Yeah, that's just, that's just my two cents, and I feel the same way about Jeff Hardy. I, I despise Jeff Hardy. Can't stand those guys. Uh, Matt Hardy, I don't understand. Me and my brothers, when we watch him wrestle now, we laugh because we don't understand how he physically moves around while his legs don't move. <laughs> it is the, it's the it's the damnedest <laughs> fucking thing I've ever that's, seen, brother. That's yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I'm picturing him right now. That's way we're. Yeah. I mean, like he, when you watch him get off the mat. And somehow he like takes his arms and then just propels him. I mean, it looks like a, a paraplegia getting into a wheelchair off yeah. the ground. Yeah. And Jeff Hardy, he, I mean, I enjoyed him like in, cause in my early high school and middle school days when they were the Hardy boys mm-hmm. in WWF fighting the Dudleys and Edge and Christian, they were awesome. But then once they uh, became shells of themselves and, split off and I was never a big delete fan of that yeah, bullshit. Yeah, right. I just yeah, Matt Hardy version 2.0. I think I think what ruined them first of all was was uh splitting them up first of all was ruining them. And then the whole edge lead of Matt Hardy thing is what killed Matt Hardy's career I, yeah, in WWE. That was bad. That was brutal. I mean, how do you how do you if if that happened at at, at our jobs like <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's so weird. But you know, that's 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 an all in the past. Uh let's see. What do you what 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 do you think about Monday Night Raw? I thought Monday Night Raw was abysmal. Yeah. Uh because nothing really progressed. Mm-hmm. Let's see, let me pull up the See, all right, because like, so Raw opens with Dominic Mysterio and Cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. and I don't know what they're trying to pay off with this feud, other than for the next month and a half, we are constantly going to get Judgment Day, Jim, uh, or uh, Jay Uso, KO, and Sammy, and Cody Rhodes in segments every week, mm-hmm. multiple different ways of tag teams, trip or one on ones this week. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And leading up to what I've, I guess they're going to do war games again. I don't know what the end game here is with. I don't know. It's, I think it's still up there, but can can we talk about just the mega heat that Don has right now? Yeah, I'm. Are are you? Are you familiar with the term Xbox heat? Yes, absolutely. Do you, do you think it's Xbox heat or or is no? It just it's, more... it's it's it's. Genuine. It is heat to boo for the sake of booing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I agree. They're I booing agree. him for for his character. They're not booing him because they don't want him on the fucking screen. Yes. Okay. But for every person that says that WWE isn't turning down his mic and turning up the crowd, no. they're not doing it. I don't understand. Like, I am not an editing genius. Never worked in film or editing. But I would know after one week of t- switching the volumes and hearing yeah. that it's a noticeable change. Yeah. Hey, maybe next week let's rotate it fifty percent slower on the turn on the knob, so they don't notice. It sounds organic. Mm-hmm. That's what. Uh, other than that, I do think that the place is booing. Oh yeah. I mean, you saw a few weeks or 
what was it a couple months ago on you know the other podcast we watched where Eric said he was like we I've never booed louder for anyone in my life everybody yeah. was booing yeah so I do it's, believe everyone in the moment their ass off yeah spur of the moment WWE for some reason makes it sound unorganic for no reason yeah yeah and that's 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 their that's their downfall is but I do it, think it is awesome because if I was there I I would be booing the shit out of them yep. I mean, I did when I was in when I when I was in Mania this past year, and Don comes out, um, I booed the hell out of him. But but I <laughs> loved it though. But it, but it was just like what Eric said. Yeah, you're having it, a fun you, time. You're doing it because everyone else is doing it. It's like it's like it's like it's like hating Nickelback. <laughs> it's like you hate them. <laughs> you hate them because everyone hates them. Not me though. I just think they're garbage. But but uh, but it's like everyone does it, and you and you want to do it. You want to be a part of the fun. The fun thing that everyone does uh, uh, at at Raw, and and that's what's great about it. Yeah. But yeah, but but the, this sec, this this match and this segment with Cody, you know, beating Dom with the uh, with the the uh, crossroads. The crossroads. It was a short match. It wasn't a squash, but it was it was it was. It, it yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't because you still have to keep Dominic somewhat strong because he's the North American champion. Uh, but you you have to give him a better. Uh, a better a better type of match with versus Cody. At least roll them up or something. Uh, if well, if you're gonna have Balor interfere, at least let that interference lead to Dominic yeah. getting a few licks in. Yeah, yeah. Or why don't you let Dominic win? If you if you if you're gonna keep the feud going, if you're gonna keep them keep you know fighting. I'm and, not a fan of roll ups, but there's a time for a roll up. Yeah. When yeah, Cody know, grab the tights, he gets up uh, all American, pissed off. What the heck? Yeah. Let 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 Dom let Dom take a roll up win versus Cody and and if you're gonna continue the continue this rivalry, you know let 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 them let them back and forth go you know let them let them go at it. But Cody wins. I just wrote yawn because <laughs> I'm yeah. over I'm over I'm over Cody. I am. Uh, I'm not over Cody, but I'm over whatever the hell it is he's doing now. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's what it is. Like I love his song. I still I think, want him to finish the story. Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think you you nailed it. I you, I miss I misworded what I said. You, you nailed uh, yeah, it right ahead. I, I'm over what he's doing now, but I'm not over him yet completely. Because I I think he's gonna be the like he's just gonna show up on SmackDown one week and say that I was the compensation for Jay Uso. Yeah. yeah. And when when do you think that is? After SummerSlam? After Survivor Series? Excuse me. Probably has to, be, has to be right or Crown Jewel maybe after Crown Jewel, somewhere around there in between the two, in between the two yeah. Because I only think there's like, it could be wrong like two or three weeks, in between Crown Jewel and Survivor Series, mm-hmm. or maybe I got it backwards. Maybe it's uh, Let's see. whatever's coming up. What was it? Roadblock, fast, payback, fast, fast, fast lane, lane. Is, is October, October seventh, and uh. I think Crown Jewel is the end of October. Survivor Series is November twenty fifth. There's no Crown Jewel on this list. Hmm. Oh, because this is this this list is only for uh, America. No, oh. it's in Germany. That's weird. Yeah, let's show Crown Jewel on this list. 
Sunday Stunner. What the hell is that? Sunday Stunner. I think that they they do. That's a house show. London like they, like anytime you have a house show on a Saturday, it's called Saturday Night's Main Event in your arena. Yeah, but this is I've never seen Sunday Stunner before, and this was in London. Uh, yeah, Super Show. Yeah, I don't see. Oh, eleven four. November fourth. November fourth. So I guess yeah, it's like three weeks after. Fastlane and three weeks before. Survivor Series. I see November fourth is a Super Show in in New York. In Saudi Arabia, they are announcing John Cena for eleven. Oh, now he's what? Am I reading something old? No. Where's Crown Jewel? That's crazy. I don't see it. I see it as oh, uh, November eleventh. Because, yeah, three days ago they announced John Cena for Crown Jewel. Yeah, okay. And, yeah, it's looking like 11-4. So, yeah, there's a pay-per-view, then three weeks later, Crown Jewel, the Survivor Series. I wonder who's not going to go because there's a house show on November 4th, too. Is there? Yeah. I guess probably anyone who just wasn't scheduled to be on the show – because I read in an article yesterday that there's no longer anyone in WWE that's not willing to go or is banned from going. Hmm. Like, Kevin Owens used to refuse, yeah, and so Sami Zayn was banned. Yeah. But those are both... Kevin Owens is fine with going because Sami Zayn is no longer banned yeah. due to their something... Getting something together with Syrian government or something. Yeah. It's a relig- it's a religious man. Less murder. Yeah. All right. What 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 do we got next for Raw? We have Cody right. win. Let's see. After that, oh, the best match on Raw by far. Uh, Kofi Kingston versus Ivar. That was that was yes. interesting. Crowd was hot for Kofi Kingston, mm-hmm. 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 and Ivar. Was out there with, I mean, he has incredible agility for a big man. That moonsault was insane. Moonsault, I mean, he does a cartwheel out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I think, I, I think about being in a wheelchair for the rest of my life if I attempted that. I mean, when he hit that moonsault, and I thought, I thought Kofi was going to move. Which, which you're right. I thought it was a great match. I just don't understand why give Kofi the win here. I'm not. I, I think they're building up to like a triple threat, number one contenders tag team match. Ooh, okay. Between Kofi and Woods, and McIntyre and Riddle, and the Viking. I keep wanting to call them the stupid Viking experience. The Viking Raiders. The Viking Raiders War Machine. They're always been yeah. War Machine. Yeah, War Machine. Why? What's wrong with War Machine? What the hell? Uh, Marvel threatened. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. What's wrong with War Raiders? War Raiders. Yeah. I mean, you could have had something different. It, it, it's more of a the, the word war. It's like it's like the reason why they removed Title Shot from from 
from the vocabulary because the word yeah. shot. You know, you they know, don't call Gunther's shoot. shotgun dropkick a shotgun dropkick anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, Corey Graves goes, Tyrannosaurus kick or something. Oh, he calls it a geez. T-Rex kick now. It's so stupid. Yeah. I, don't like, I don't like Corey Graves. No, Corey Graves. Graves sucks. Yeah, he's garbage. Uh, but yeah, I was... I, like Dak Wilson of WWE. Yeah, he's ass. All right, let's see. So, yeah, they had a big match. Mm-hmm. Kofi wins. Kofi wins at the Trouble in Paradise, which was for a big man, for Kofi to beat a big man like that, Trouble in Paradise was was kind of lame. I would have wished he would have won, like, uh, you know, with a chair. Maybe the ref yeah. wasn't looking and, the, and he uses a chair. That would be more, a little more believable than just hitting a normal Trouble in Paradise. I agree. But, I mean, overall, pretty good match. It was an excellent match. Yeah. Match, match of the night, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, me too. Next up, we got uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Ricochet. <laughs> <laughs> I this am loving a... Nakamura's new character. Uh, uh, well, yeah. Uh, right, this, I this, love I... his little promos where he just speaks in Japanese. Why they haven't oh, been dude. doing this for years. I love I love that. I'm a, I, I don't know if I ever mentioned to you, but I'm a huge anime nerd. And just watching him, that whole segment of him having the little manga display uh, when they fought at the pay-per-view last yeah. last month, that was awesome. That was so awesome. The storytelling and just that whole manga art clip was, was awesome. But in my notes, uh, I wrote down – well, no, continue. I'll, I'll get to that point when I when, – when I, I'll let you know what I wrote down. Well, basically, Seth Rollins tried to attack Nakamura before the match Yeah, with Ricochet, but <laughs> – Pierced in the security team, that that goddamn security team. So, <laughs> so I put down. Seth looks like a strong businesswoman. <laughs> he looks like a strong businesswoman. Yeah, it was like his most subdued outfit a long time. Yeah, it was. It was very. He looked, weird. <laughs> but he's doing the whole Elton John thing, which is I think is great. His Elton, it's an Elton John tribute, which I think it's great. But it's like, come on, you're wearing you're wearing a. Tall heel shoes. Yeah, I mean it was kind of cool at the end how they, you know, did the little steel chair, mm-hmm. swapping the disqual, getting himself disqualified. I thought that was great. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it brought it brought more character to Ricochet. It was like it was all part of Nakamura's plan, right? I, yeah. I, it, it does it does give you that feeling because uh, R- Nakamura has been targeting Ricochet. Usually, that means if you're a a wrestling smart like us is when they when they target a specific character to to bait the other characters because they're, they're transitioning over to the dark side, if you will. Yeah, which is great. But yeah, oh, yeah. he got awesome. he, he he got Rollins wrote back in to attack yeah. him again, but Nakamura went right after that back. Yeah, so, I, I, I'm I think the back injury is true because. He, 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 he's only wrestled the premium live events mm-hmm. like the past, I want to say, five Raws. I don't think he's wrestled. I, I, I think they, they, as the main. Like he, he wanted to have the match last week. He got real pumped, but Nakamura mm-hmm. just beat the shit out of Ricochet backstage. One of the things that I, that I, that I do, I do like is when they, they leave the champions to fight only at pay-per-views. I don't know. Yeah. How, what do you think? What do you think about that? Like, because I know some people like fighting champions when they want to to fight at. I like know, the fighting mid card champions. 
Yes, me too. Like, you like, know, like John Cena's open challenge every week back in what was it, like 15? That was fucking awesome. That was so good, man. And then Kevin Owens coming Kevin out. Kevin Owens returning. Dude, he had a whole time match against Dolph Ziggler on a Monday Night Raw in May. Yeah. Nobody should have gave a shit about it. It was nope. fucking awesome. That match I he had with Sammy I still talk about Zane. that match with my buddies to this day. That match he had with Sami Zayn. Cena and Sami Zayn for the yeah. open challenge. That was amazing. That was such a great match. I think Sammy well, Zayn yeah. ended up getting injured and was out for like nine months afterwards. Yeah, yeah, in that match, yeah. Yeah, because in the next week, that's when they had Kevin Owens. But, uh, no, I agree with you. I, I, I like I like the mid-carters, and I think, you know, those are the TV champions. And, you know, bring back the, the old WCW ways. Have the have those mid-carters wrestle the belts and every week. And, and you need your main champions for the pay-per-views. It, brings, it makes the stories more interesting and the fights more impactful. Here's another thing about open challenges. Stop naming who's accepting the challenge before the champion standing yes. in the ring asking for an open challenge. Yes. That takes all the fun out of it. Yes. I agree. I agree 100%. That, that's the best part is that two-second pause between who's it going to be and the music. I, and you're like, oh, maybe this motherfucker's got a chance today. Yep. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's that Jinder Mahal, where the fuck has he been? I I would pop for Jinder Mahal if he came out because he looks he looks like a million bucks. He's a fucking beast. He, he I am one of the I am still one of the few guys that enjoyed his championship run, mostly because it pissed everybody off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the same, I thought he had dope entrance, and he had his own little J and J security, and the Singh brothers. Oh, the Singh brothers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, can we pause for a little bit? Yeah. My dog's like going crazy real quick. Give me just one second. Dude. Sorry, uh, he's been... Yo. 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 Oh, sorry. Sorry, my, my dog my dog needed a pee. Oh, that's cool, dude. He's in pee. No, you gotta um, take care of the you gotta take care of the pups. Yeah, he's usually this time is is when I walk him out. Uh yeah, he's ready. All right, back to where were we? It's uh Ginger, All right, Ginger let's see. All right, Next up, we have the shittiest part of the night. So for some stupid reason. The women's tag team champions of Chelsea Green and Piper Niven have a non-title match against Zoe Stark and Shayna Baszler. I, I just, in my opinion, all these women's tag team matches should be for a title. Like, there's nothing else going on with them. If the other team wasn't going to win anyways, 
it just it adds to the match it's you know that maybe the other team could win but you know the bs of i don't know the women's stuff's tag team has been booked so poorly over the last couple of years that they give you no reason to care and on top anytime you know like look this one the match is starting to heat up nia Jax comes out and starts dismantling everybody and just makes you want to change the channel and once like once again the women's tag team division is treated as second fiddle so some random single person can get over i don't i don't get it it makes no sense to me the, the booking and and they all WWE's just notorious for doing this and they've done it with every single quote unquote big man or big woman in this case you you bring Nia Jax back and she obviously beats the crap out of Rhea Ripley. And you, you have her, you keep calling her the phenomenal force or whatever. But you know, as a smart, that they're not beating the champion. They're just trying to build a story. And it's not believable because, first of all, Nia Jax, I, I think she gets a little more heat than what people, what people say. I mean, you have wrestlers uh, who who have said publicly that she doesn't injure the other wrestlers as people think they, they do. But if someone has major heat like that, where they don't feel like someone's safe, like why do you keep shoving that person down our throats the same way? Like there's no change in character for Nia Jax, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's like anytime they would build up the big show to fight someone at one random pay-per-view called, yeah. Fast lane in October. Yeah. Mark, Mark Henry, Mark Henry, yeah. fake retiring for Hall of Pain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hall to this day, that salmon jacket is is all timer. Yep. That's, that's actually a really good segment. He had me fooled. Yeah, I, I, was, I was watching it going, "Oh shit, he's retiring." Fuck. It, it's funny because I, I just I, I just saw that that segment. That's why that's why I was fresh in my memory because I just saw it the other day. I was like, "Oh, this is a pretty good segment." Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think they, 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 this is the thing is like the on my notes here. I, I had again with the with the whole timing. There's this, there's a part in the match where Piper is trying to break up Chelsea the uh, the pin, and like she's late to it, and it's like how how like I don't understand what the, how hard it is to get the timing right. That's happening a lot lately. Yeah, where the tag team partner men's and women's matches in all organizations are late for the breakup and it's making the ref look bad yeah yeah and, and i think one of the things that goes severely underrated in in wrestling today is the ref work refs get no kudos for for how matches are portrayed it's always about the wrestlers but you know the, the referees sell the match just as good as the wrestlers do oh yeah and some if, of them the, some of them the a little too much yeah oh not anyone, everyone not named Audrey Edwards. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't think they get enough kudos for for how match how matches are are ranked and things like that. But yeah, you're absolutely right. They tried hard on the ref, very hard on the ref. It's a bad look. Yes, it is. Yes, All it right, is. Let's here, what we got next? All right, we got Chad Gable. Versus Mr. Nice Guy. 
Mr. Nice Guy. No, Bronson no. Reed. Mr. Nice Guy. What uh, a terrible, that's a terrible name. Bronson Reed. That's a terrible name, too, but Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Bronson Reed. Well, oh, yeah, Bronson Mr. Reed suck. Well, well Bronson we're... Reed could be cool if he didn't look like Bronson Reed does. Yeah, that's right. Bronson Reed would be a cool name for Karrion Cross if you didn't know him as Karrion Cross. Bronson Reed sounds like a cowboy name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you prefer, Mr. Nice Guy or Shorty G? <laughs> I guess I got to go with Mr. Nice Guy. <laughs> you yeah. put me on the spot like that. Mr. Nice Guy, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I try to look at the, the best case scenarios sometimes with wrestling because that's what you have to do. Yeah. Because then it, if, if you keep looking at it from the negative, I think you're just going to – you're going to have a bad time. I thought, I, like, here's where WWE is getting back into their 50-50 booking. Chad Gable is one of your hottest baby faces in the company right now. Yep. And, By accident. Yeah. And then you just have him lose to Bronson Reed, who has been losing to Ricochet and Shinsuke for, like, weeks. Yeah. And That's when right. I say weeks, he's on the show every three weeks losing to one of them, and you don't see him for three weeks. I, I, and then he shows up and he beats the hottest, probably maybe the hottest baby face on Raw. Yeah, Belly Knight's not there. Yeah, I, 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 I literally have this on my notes. Read win question mark why question mark. It, it makes no sense. It doesn't make any Reed, sense. At all. There's, there's, there's no title. Read realistically, he's going to go after. Nope. There's no positive momentum gained for Reed or for Gable by losing. Mm-hmm. That, it's, it, all this does is negatively impact Gable. And it's another one of those times where WWE is dropping the ball and they don't know when to just run with it. Because back yep. in like May with LA Knight, I was like, no, nah, they're, they're done. Like, there's no way they're going to keep running with this guy at all. Just because that's what WWE does. Somebody mm-hmm. gets over on their own, they're toast. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's where the speculation is hard to tell if. if if, if Vince McMahon is really running the show still, because you can tell there's like, there's days where you can tell it's a Vince McMahon run show or we're, or we're just used to it. We're so traumatized by how he runs the show. And then there's days where it looks like, you know, the brighter side of things where Triple H is running the show because Vince was really running LA. There's no way LA night was, was going to be this hot and getting this giant push. No, he was Mac, uh, Max Dupree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, maximum male models. That's so, uh, good old Vince McMahon. Jesus Christ. Here's the thing about Vince McMahon. If, if it wasn't for him, brother, we would have never, never met. We wouldn't be having this conversation <laughs> right now. <laughs> God damn it, pal. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> You have aggression. <laughs> Ruthless aggression. Yeah. <laughs> Big old grapefruits. Oh, joy. Yeah. Joy, joy. Trish, suck my cock. <laughs> you part of the Vince McMahon. Kiss my ass club. Yeah. The Vince McMahon suck my dick toy. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget to coddle the ball. Yeah, coddle the balls and stroke the cock. <laughs> work the shaft and stroke. Yeah, work the shaft. <laughs> like your mother used to do. Like your mother used to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Oh, shit, I uh, backed out of my raw notes. 
I wrote my piece of paper. Uh, what you got next, brother? All right. Um, Becky Lynch versus I Change the Channel every time I hear this woman's theme music hit. Or I hit fast forward on my DVR. So this is Natalia. what I, this is what I wrote in my notes. Uh, Natalia is the Dolph Ziggler of the women's division. She's the one they bring to make everyone look good. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good assessment. Yeah. Every single time someone comes up with the with the new belt or a newcomer comes up, it's always Natalia who's the first one. And, and it makes sense. I, 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 I'm with you with, you know, Natalia is, is bathroom break material. But at the same time, like, from a professional standpoint, like, she's a good worker. Oh, she wasn't, she doesn't do the things we were bitching about earlier from the other women's matches. Yes. Yeah, she's, she's always does. in her spot. I just, there's nothing about her that intrigues me. She has, she has no charisma. Uh, the the whole cat thing I think is dumb, but but you know boobs. Yeah, I guess. I don't know about you, but I'm a sucker for those. I mean, I'm a sucker for those too. But those <laughs> things are like goddamn two Sunday hams blowing up. <laughs> goddamn, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm I'm a big. There's, sometimes, so, sometimes the, jo- the there's the good jobs, and sometimes yeah. there's the bad jobs. Yeah, but it's but I think regardless of the job, it's like cold pizza. It's yeah, still pretty hey, there good. you go. It's still uh, pretty good, even when it's bad. It's yeah, pretty good. Piece of cold pizza. You're like, give me that titty. <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the finish was pretty lame. I, I didn't like the finish of that match. Match was pretty boring. Looked all around. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it, another one of those vintage roll-ups. Mm-hmm. I, one of my biggest because hey, remember we got to keep we got to keep Natalia strong. Uh, yeah, we got to keep her strong. She got a big push coming. One of the biggest things I hate in wrestling, and and it hap- I, I see it more, and I, and I want to single single out AEW, but AEW seems to do it a lot more where they're just rolling over each other. Like they do that spot where they roll, one person rolls and then they, they kick out, but they roll up to the other person and they go back yeah. and forth. And I, I just, I can't stand that. Uh, a roll up is the biggest, the deadliest finisher in all professional wrestling. And you do If that your name's Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Bryan Danielson, that used to be his finisher. Yeah. Legitimately in the Indies, his finisher was a roll yeah, up. I know, I know, I remember. It's the American Dragon. Yeah, that was, that was his that was his finisher. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't like the I don't like the ending. The ending was pretty lame. Like, there's always a time and a place for a good heel roll up with a good, you know, yeah. tug on the tights. Yeah, or putting the hands on the ropes or putting the feet on the ropes. You know, something like that. Mm-hmm. But just these. My problem is is you've kicked out of three. WWE 2K23 signature moves and a yeah. finisher. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the roll-up got gotcha. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're tired, Chet. Have you ever wrestled like that before? I, I would, I would be tired. I don't want to. I guess so. Yeah, I don't want to wrestle. I, I, just, you know, I, I don't have the cardio like I once had. <laughs> but... <laughs> That'd be fun to do. I want to wrestle. Uh, 
what else we got? What's the next? What's the next? Elite? Let's see here. All right, we got uh, from Imperium, Giovanni Vinci versus Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa. I mean, he gave uh, a, a he gave a little promo where he said he's, he he intends to win the Intercontinental Title, but I I, I would I, I wouldn't be mad at it. I just don't see it happening. Uh, Ciampa just he's not a he's not a babyface. This is no, he's not. He you 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 can't build these characters in NXT as as these massive heels. And then they come to the main roster, and they're the biggest, stupidest baby faces, uh, a la Bobby Roode. God you know I mean? damn it! Like, what a botch! Fuck! What? What a whole, like Bobby Roode should have been a champion. That guy yeah. was built to the moon. He was he glorious. He, no pun intended. Yes, he was glorious as hell. Yes. And He's awesome. his promos were great. Everything Man. about him. He's a great wrestler. I liked him from Impact when he was Beer Money, TNA. Yep. Beer, yeah, Money. Beer Money, yep. They were, they were, they were, he was great in TNA. And and uh, and he, he, he went, you know, Bobby Roode, it, it, he was one of those wrestlers that, you know, if, if it sounds like you watch TNA uh, a lot, watching Bobby Roode come from nothing to, to Beer Money and then his singles run there, and then being in the crowd of NXT was just like one of those proud dad moments. Like you see him through your whole life, even though he's older than us. Like you see him, yeah. you see him growing and getting better and better and better. It was just so awesome. And then just to get shit on on the main roster was just God. So no, to be treated like a king on the way out, on the yeah. way. I mean, on the way in, on the way in, and then well, well, well he, 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 oh my God, what a botch. He doesn't sell merchandise. What do you want from me? <laughs> One of the greatest entrances of all time, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. Top twenty for sure. I I still get I still get chills when I see his entrances from NXT. When he's coming down from that scaffold, that thing, whatever it's called. Yeah. And and. Oh, and then they so got like good. the little piano thing underneath yeah. on the whole stage. Yeah, I mean yeah. he's. In W and two K and two K twenty two, he's my it's my entrance for my character for my oh, character no. my but my own the character that I made of myself. <laughs> that's my entrance. That's oh, a glorious okay. entrance! So I love it so much. Uh, but yeah, not, the finish was great for that match. The finish was great. We have uh, Vinci uh, slingshotting from the from the from the rope and uh, Champa hitting him with the knee was like yeah, perfect that was timing. Good. It was perfect timing, and it, and it goes back to like what we're saying about the women's. It's like the, the timing isn't there for the girls, but for the men, like they're just they're on par. Like they're they're just not on par, excuse me, but they're on point with their timing. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. Like I agree. If, if you have the timing perfected with the women's, those women matches would be would be great, in my opinion. Oh, because there's been some great women's matches where their timing yeah. is perfect. Look but at it's the... also because it's for like. A big match at a pay per view where they've worked on it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I just don't think that there's far along to just put the match together that day. Yeah, they but, also don't get. They also you know, get you that give much them time. like three weeks to work on all your off days going through it. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, the Macho Man, he went through every move through the match. 
everything. He was like, we're going to lock up, and then I'm going to throw you in the corner, and then I'm going to punch you in the face. And then and every move, every move down to the eye poke, kicking out at two, everything, and mm-hmm. he had it down. Yep. Yeah, that's why he was one of the greatest, one of the greatest to ever do it. But here's the thing with Tampa. WWE, if they're they're not going to push him as a single, and if they're not going to push him as a heel single, which is the only way I feel like they should push him. Agreed. Where the fuck is Johnny Gargano? If if he's not going to be a heel, that's the only face I want to see. Yeah, I agree. Now, here's here's, here's the problem with that. uh, Although I agree with you bringing you know, DIY to the roster soon. Who are you going to waste it on if it's not going to be at Mania? You know what I mean? Like you have, I would prefer them to have their first match that's going to be a banger at Mania as opposed to just have some random Monday Night Raw or some low-end. No, I I agree with that. Some low-end, you know, pay-per-view. Because Survivor Series... Yeah. Yeah, You've heard of a little shitty show called Fastlane? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What's what's the premise of Fastlane? I don't know. Uh, Rematches from payback? Rematches for for rematches for rematches. Yeah. But yeah, that's why why I see. Like, I I see if you're going to bring DIY, because that's what everybody wants. We all want DIY. You you have to do it big. You have to do it against someone who's going to put them, I wouldn't say maybe. They won't be going over, but someone who's going to put them in a in a five star match, you know, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. It would have been awesome if you had DIY versus the Usos. Yeah, that would be cool. That would have, that would have been a banger, but you know, can't get that. But you know, we'll see. I mean, they're either saving Uso versus Uso for Mania, or J yeah. or Jay Uso went to Raw just a fake turn face just to turn back for the bloodline later on. Cause there's no, there's now no continuity with this bloodline story. Ugh. They're just flop flip flopping every other week on how they want to roll with it. So at any drop of the hat now that they could just change course. You don't know, mm-hmm. but okay. all right. So now we got the main event, Uh Scottish warrior who is in my opinion, slowly transferring into the Scottish psychopath. Oh, which I love. Yes. I wish he'd go back to his NXT theme, which was way more sinister than his theme now. Yeah, agree. Yeah. Had like more of a heavy metal. It was awesome. Yep. And the bagpipes hit hard. Yes. Let's see. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So before the match, McIntyre. I mean, Uso was approached by Priest backstage because they're still trying to get him to join the Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. We know that's not going to happen. If anything, it's they're just going to keep having some buffoonery that pisses off Kevin Owens where he thinks he is. <laughs> oh, but, you know, Scottish Warrior, McIntyre, Jay, they had a pretty good match. Yeah, I thought Judgment Day, they get involved later on. They come to ringside to support Jay, even though he didn't ask him to be there. And then, you know, when everyone on Judgment Day got on the apron, talked to Uso, he hit him with all super kicks. And then McIntyre hit Claymore to win. This was pretty much what it 
what everybody thought is how every Judgment Day main event goes, where they're involved some form or fashion. They get involved. The person, someone shenanigans, the yeah. things over. Are you going to join us? Are you not going to join us? Who fucking knows? Who fucking cares? I think they they did it too fast. Like, give me one or two more weeks of buildup to see if I'm going to betray Sammy and go with Judgment Day. I mean, we all know that he wasn't going to go with the Judgment Day, but at least give us a few more weeks and let that buildup come up a little bit more. I do like Jay's facials when anybody comes up and asks him, like, what's what's going on? Will you want to join us? He's looking around to see if somebody's watching. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's always he's looking been, over his shoulder. You see, he, the, the Usos have come a long way, man. Yeah. A long way. Uh I, I enjoyed this match for what it was. Uh, the, the the Claymore at the end was was I thought was brutal. I thought it looked pretty good. Uh, the distraction. The Judgment Day wasn't as annoying, even though I liked the Judgment Day. But there weren't there weren't really annoying as much this time. The one thing that I would change from this whole segment is that when Cody comes out for the save, I would have wished that he would have him and Drew would have bumped into each other. Like, you know, Cody Cody comes out running and he kind of like bumps into Drew and then you start building Drew as a because in wrestling, you know, for the stupidest reasons. And, you know, she, you know, she's a bitch. I'm males are like, you look at me funny. I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah, (laughs) this would have been perfect. Like, there's a little tension. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little. Something to think about going into next week. It's all the testosterone flowing around. You 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 shove me a little bit, I'm gonna kick your ass now, like in front of all these millions of people. That would have been a good. That would. I do like the direction McIntyre's character's heading, though. Yeah, yeah, me, yeah. yeah, me too. He needs. He they need they need they need more heels. He needed a change up bad. Yeah, for sure. It's it's gone way way stale. Uh, I the one thing that I don't like what he does is the the three two one count for this for the for the uh, claymore. I don't like it. Never liked it. He needs to get rid of it. I'm not really a fan of it. I could, you know, I could take it or leave it. Because if it was a real fight, you know, if if I, if, I, if I hear someone counting to three, I'm running. <laughs> I'm running <laughs> <Yeah>. away. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit, I got three seconds to get away? Fuck. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, but, uh, I didn't but, know yeah. we were playing hide and seek. <laughs> Roll out of the way, something, man. But no, everyone seems to run into that claymore after that. I uh, dude, his last two claymores, uh, the one he had on Woods last week was awesome. Oh, it was brutal! So good. His, that was his, that match last week was the best match of last week. Yeah, it was good. I, I, I Woods is another person we can talk so much about. I thought when they made him King Woods, he was going to turn on Kofi. No, turned. what a fucking mark I am. You don't say. <sighs> you fucking smart. Yeah. Every time I think I got it figured out, I don't know a fucking thing. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that's. I mean that's, that yeah that's Monday Night Raw. It's the first Monday Night, Raw. Monday Night Raw of the TKO Holdings Group era. Oh, you're right. Yeah. It was only forty nine percent owned by Vince McMahon this week. Yeah. And the crazy thing was, last week's Raw was way better. Yeah. Last week's Raw's production was like the camera work was different than it had been 
yeah, they just wanted to go out of the bed with the and band. they because you know the the new groups coming in. So even though it was mm-hmm. still the last day of McMahon last week, I could just tell the difference between that opening segment between KO and Jay Uso. Mm-hmm. Just the way they did the entrances, they weren't doing all that bullshit CGI up in the air for yeah. as many yeah. people as they normally do. They still had it for some. But they had like different camera angles than they normally did. And they held the camera angles longer. It wasn't going to like 30 different shots in a five second span to where you're about to have a seizure. <laughs> like when, when Jay when Jay and KO were talking to each other, they were having a conversation. It wasn't strobe lights going on. That's because that's yep. what me and my brother equated to. Sometimes you'll watch a match and they'll hit a mistletoe drop kick off the top rope and you've seen six angles from it before either guy's hit the ground. <laughs> it's like the old WWE games for like the Yeah, games those were bad. It, they they would they would do you would hit a your finisher and it was three different times from different angles, like you just said. But uh, good news is uh, SmackDown is is in, is in, it's here this Friday. I'm um, I'm still debating on going. The only reason oh, why I'm debating is it's yeah, it's in Phoenix. Oh uh, shit! It's uh, the reason why I'm debating on going because I'm not a fan of going to things by myself, and no one really wants to go with me. Ah, my son, my son, my son goes, but he's working. So hey, um, you, you got your son has a job. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but uh, but uh, yeah, it's in it's in. Yeah, that'd be hard Phoenix. to go. I went to one wrestling show by myself. I went to see AEW in March of last year because I wanted to see CM Punk, mm-hmm. and I went by myself. I had a good time. Like I ended up chatting with all the people around me, but like when you don't go to a show with like one of your boys or something, it's like yeah, it was, it was kind of awkward at first. Yeah. Until we just all, until all the booze kicked in for everybody, then we were all one happy section. <laughs> See, I have a resting asshole face, so I'm not approachable at all. No. <laughs> so those are hard. Going to events like that on myself is hard. But I don't know. We'll see. I, I might find someone to go, and I'll be I'll be honest because I I want to go because Cena's doing this whole two month two month spread of shows. Yeah. And he's doing house shows too, so that'd be that'd be cool to see. Absolutely, dude. Hell yeah. I would probably go. Yeah, so that's that's raw, that's SmackDown, that's football. That's football. You know what? I think that's uh I think that's the first episode of Sofa King Smarts. Sofa King Smarts. All right. Yeah. Well, I am Chet Varcheski, and you are I am Sometimes I'm hoovy. Sometimes I'm just the asshole. Hey, but you're our asshole. <laughs> and everyone loves our yeah. asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Three types of people in this world, Chuck. Dicks, <laughs> pussies, and assholes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, that's dude. Great. That's great. All right, All right we got to end on that one right there. Yes, 